brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. But you told me, you said, I am a soul walk-in. And I was like, okay, what is that? Never heard the term. And you explained it. And it was a bit strange coming from just a a strictly religious, like Christian fundamental wording kind of thing. That's, it's a a biblical concept in in, in a sense, right? I'm a galactic walk-in. And the original soul or the original person literally dies and goes onward on their journey. But some other human soul or experiencer comes into their body, kind of takes up where they left off, heals the body and goes on with the experience. And that's very similar to what I had, except that I am not a human visitor and and, and person that is in this body now, or I am, I'm really like a pure light waveform. Like usually where I come from, I live in a space, my name is Aurora, where I come from, all right? And I live in a space that is actually beyond time space. That is not a physical material reality as we are here. I came into this body and into this world and into this life that I'm I'm here experiencing in 2001. All this and more coming up on this episode of the Truth Seeker Podcast. Really quick, before we get started, if you are blessed by this ministry, if you're blessed by this platform, anything that I bring to the table, I ask you to partner with me via Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker and you unlock rewards. My entire discography of music, webinars, meditations, weekly hangouts, and so much more. Patreon.com backslash truthseeker. Go check it out. Won't you come, come and take me?
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Truth Seeker. Welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast. Today, my guest is my friend, Aurora. Hey, how are you? Great to have you again on the podcast, but showcasing you. It was, it was great to meet you the first time, but welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so pleased to be here. So pleased to share this time with you and that you would um, you know, give me an opportunity to kind of connect with you and connect with your audience and share what I'm going through uh, and sharing uh, creatively right now my, my newest things. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So you just put out a new album. We're going to talk about that, um, the spirituality behind it, uh, a lot of religious uh, overtones, wording and those things and ideas. And we'll, we'll jump into that because, like, you know, that that's I, I love Christian um, symbology in uh, the Bible, uh, madly in love with 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 all of that and with God and with Jesus and the the framework of Christianity. We're going to talk about is it good and 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 some of these things that you bring to the table that um, seem out of the box, right? It's, if if we're a Christian, like you're you're out of the box. Jesus was a character who was was out of the box, and so. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. So I'm going to tell everybody, buckle up. We're going to go deep and we're going to have fun. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's, where do we start? Where do we, let's start with an introduction because uh, it's, it, 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 I want to say it shocked me or scared me at first. I just didn't, I never heard of the term. So the first talk that we had was with uh, Corinne Right. She came on on the show and, and you I guess you guys were hanging out or you, you came on as a guest with her. And I and I didn't know. So you came on. So we, we had a cool talk and, and you were there and she introduced me to you. And like we, we connected. But you told me, you said, I am a soul walk in. And I was like, OK, what is that? Never heard the term. And you explained it. And it was a bit strange coming from mm-hmm. a, a, just a, a strictly religious, like Christian fundamental wording kind of thing. But um, as I messaged you just, just the other day, was talking about how, like, that's, it's, a, it's a biblical concept in, in, in a sense, right? So do you want to just give a, a brief introduction, who you are, your name, what you bring to the table, and talk about the soul walking aspect as well? Thank you so much for that, because I recognize like it is out of the box. I came into this body and into this world and into this life that I'm, I'm here experiencing in 2001. So it's been at this point like 21 years. That's an entire adult human lifespan. So I've had a lot of time to be able to develop like articulation and to describe my experience and to c- c- find a, a good wording that accurately describes who I am. Because when I first came here, I did not have that. And people really misinterpreted me. So I I came up against all of these um, human preconceptions and cultural and religious filters that maybe they thought that I was like a demonic possessor or any kind of Mm -hmm. 
anything like that. And even I didn't even have that word walk-in for the first couple of years that I was here. So eventually someone introduced me to a book that had that word in it because I told them about my journey. They said, you sound like a walk-in. And so I started using that to describe myself. And I also say, I'm a galactic walk-in because there's so many different flavors or levels of people's journey. Like sometimes people have a car accident or a near-death experience or whatever. And the original soul or the original person literally dies and goes onward on their journey. But some other human soul or experiencer comes into their body, kind of takes up where they left off, heals the body and goes on with the experience. And that's very similar to what I had, except that I am not a human visitor and, and, and person that is in this body now. Uh, or I am I'm really like a pure light waveform. Like usually where I come from, I live in a space. My name is Aurora, where I come from. All right. And I live in a space that is actually beyond time space. That is not a physical material reality as we are here. You can see these paintings on the background. And for anyone who's only catching the audio, my paintings look like very like wildly kaleidoscopic, very colorful, geometric, um, you know, uh, very symmetrical forms and they're all built on waveforms and that's really what the place is like where i come from i am a waveform like a being of pure music i kind of i almost want to turn on my piano and be like dun, dun, like <laughs> i'm a song like that and uh it's actually it's very unusual for me to be in a physical body i had a steep learning curve at coming into the body at like what do you do like i didn't know about basic things about like you're gonna have to get different types of soap for different body parts like i didn't know that mm. for a long time like I just got one soap. I used one soap all over. Like these are, I, I mean, that might sound so silly and frivolous. I have so many funny um, or tragic fish out of water stories about like, didn't know about laundry machine. I didn't know about this and that. I had to really learn about what it is to be alive and have a body in this time and place because things are very different. You could say um, where I come from would be defined more as an angelic realm because also the value system of the consciousnesses and organisms there are based completely an unconditional love. It is a realm where there is only love. You cannot lie that literally because you can see a person, like you can read a person so openly that the idea of lying, like if I have my cup of coffee here and if I said something like, no, like I didn't drink coffee this morning, like we're like the coffee is right there. I can see exactly what's on your desk. It's exactly like that. Like your life and everything you are and everything you've ever said stands like a record that is written upon you mm -hmm. as clear as your face here in the physical world. So I come from this place where we don't lie and there's this unconditional love and this amazing camaraderie and community of being able to trust other people and when i came here you guys are probably laughing internally because you're like oh Aurora, like it is not like that here again the funny and tragic out fish out of water stories so yeah i had to learn that here there's a lot of lying or misrepresentation of truth there's partial um vision there's so many different things and I had to protect myself from that so i'm very much on the level of being a, a really innocent and pure angelic consciousness based in pure love and that the journey that i came here is through I'll grab my sculpture right over here. I always have it on my desk. This is a sculpture that I've made called the Flying Rainbow Lasagna, which if people think like, that's such a weird name. What is that? Like, it also shows like, I'm kind of a cultural outsider. When I named it that, I didn't know how weird that would sound to everyone, but it just sounds totally normal to me. It is a type of waveform oscillation of both the energy field and the genetics of this body that has allowed me as this non-embodied kind of ephemeral level of creature to come and be a part of a human body. And I did that 
totally not as an invader, like totally a part of God's plan because the woman who lived in this body for 27 years died of a brain injury and I saw what was going on from a higher dimensional viewpoint and I recognized the circumstances were very unfair because it actually involved a lot of um, uh, an attack that you would say like might be called a psychic attack or a spiritual attack or a directed energy weapon, like something from the, the darkness and the dark side that was killing this woman. I said, that is not fair. And I literally came in to keep the body alive and take up the responsibilities of the life. So I'm very much, I hope that this comes across and you guys can all feel and read my energy like very sincere, very authentic, very good. And I come to share that goodness into the world. So part of my journey and my, my motivation is about like, you know, taking up someone's life so that they didn't die. But also as I'm here, I'm not just like on a pleasure cruise or here to do something frivolous. I'm really here to bring in divine truth, divine inspiration, uplift the people that are here. And I do that a lot through my visual paintings and also more recently through music. And also I do a lot of video teachings and other things like that. So, um, and I have a, a very, very deep connection with Christ. I have a strong faith also in Jesus Christ as that beautiful teacher. It has shared his experience in this world. And then there are all of these scriptures about his story. Like you, I love God. I celebrate Christ. I celebrate all of this, but I'm also uh, with total like non-condescension, with total love for everyone. Like I'm not a traditional Christian. Yeah. So I don't always fit into the traditional churches. And sometimes they might be a little bit, um, um, you know, um, uh, just not not open to who I am and what, what I am about. I'm non-judgmental to anyone, but I sometimes I don't always find the acceptance, but I do attend a church. It's a beautiful church in my local area where I find a, a lot of beautiful acceptance because I think it's beautiful to worship in community. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah, really. That's I can awesome. tell you have questions even as I'm talking. Oh, that's just how it works. I get more and more and more you talk, and I was like, can we get through them all? You know, that's always how, hey, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, yeah. To really understand and, and kind of kind of wrap our minds around this this phenomenon or try to as if that's even possible but okay. um one of the things i think that that stuck out to me and, and, and maybe some of the listeners at first was the fact that um that it's that this was something that happened later in life right of something that um the individual who was in the body died and then you came in um I don't think we've we've heard a lot of people who vocalize that, right? And and I'm sure this is a phenomenon, but nobody really, you know, maybe it's the fear or maybe they're they feel like they're covert or something trying to help from that kind of way versus like, hey, this is who I am, this is why I'm here. Um, maybe some people feel like they're kind of paired or that happens at birth or conception, where you're a galactic uh, walk-in or a galactic soul that comes in and is birthed into this reality through a human body. Um, and, and, and wrapping their minds around that, but something that happens later in life, which is what, what happened for, for the, 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 the body that you were in. Um. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. 
Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. That being said, but also it seems like this is a, st- is a, this is a phenomenon that's happening, but the person is still alive inside of the body. So like, it's almost like, I would say a split personality where you can go back and forth, where I'll step aside and let, you know, the higher self, if you want to call it, there's many different words, the, the angels, uh, the saints speak, let G- I'm going to let Jesus speak through me because, you know, there, and, and you can separate the two, but from what you're explaining, there is no separation. It's, it's all one, there is no distinction between the former uh, occupant of that body and Aurora, who's now stepped in and, and taking control. Can you just talk a little bit about that um, okay. later in life experience versus even from birth or whatever? Beautiful, beautiful question and wondering because I have met in my journeys, because I'll, I'll also tell you, like, I've always been just very innocently, I, I jokingly say, out of the closet about who I am as a cosmic visitor. Respect very much some people are on more of a covert life mission where they just don't tell everyone about it. But from the very moment that I, you know, opened my eyes in this body, I told people about it. And again, like, often faced rejection. Um, but I told a bunch of people about it, and one of them shared their own story. They call themselves a crawl in because, like you were explaining, they were a set of twins in their mother's womb developing. Something happened, one of the twins died and miscarried, but the person who was born and became my friend stayed alive. But she does not feel that she is the original soul that was developing even before exiting her mother and coming into this world. She feels that she is a different type of, of soul and has had some integration problems. Like I'm not the only person who kind of like didn't know how to do regular for ordinary sure. human things that others take for granted. And also the person who lived in this body for the first 27 years of the life and you know development of the body, the ego, everything here was like, a very good person, you know, like didn't deserve to die, didn't deserve to be attacked, but was really like disrupted in their soul's journey. And they're not in my body anymore. And that's an important thing. It's not like they're here, like, like trying to, you know, get out or talk or say things. And I'm here, like on top of them, they really got obliterated. And it's a a tragic story. Like it's actually, I've done a lot of trauma processing and healing so that, you know, I'm able to speak about it, but it is a very, very distressing thing to even know that that can happen Mm -hmm. that a soul can be kind of like fragmented or erased so that it's almost as if that person didn't exist Mm -hmm. and that is part of the unfairness that i sensed i'm like that is really not fair so i live in her body i live in her life and i carry her story and respect very much who she was but i'm so diametrically different than who she was even on a genetic level, even on the way that my body form works, um, but in a very positive sense. And I've done a lot of integration work at like being in my cellular body so that I'm the person that is here and um, doing athletic exercises to, you know, be this um, uh, occupier of this body. The analogy that I use is like, if you moved into a house that had a house fire that was mostly destroyed and like there's, cause there's brain damage, there's a lot of neurological damage, all these things that that was what it was like moving in here. There's some furniture you can still use. There's some books on the shelf that you can still read, but a lot of things that are like just not 
functional anymore and having to really rebuild from scratch. So my whole body and my whole way of approaching and learning in life has been a, a handyman special, fixer-upper. And that includes like, I learned all of the lessons that most humans learn in early childhood, like under age five in adulthood from like my late twenties to my early thirties. Like I learned all of these things about people can be untruthful or they can lie and you have to protect yourself from people like creating personal boundaries all of these things yeah. beyond just the silly things of like you know how to set the table or fold a napkin or sit cultural things like that really you learn deep stuff when you're a little tiny child about the structure of the world being here and things that might be unfair or dangerous i learned all of those things in adulthood and then definitely had some accelerated development um but it um it yeah i the reason why i am named aurora not only because my collective or my so where i come from it's not like an individuated consciousness it is really a sense of a collective of many many musicians who are playing together in a band. So there's individuality, like in a symphony, you have a flute or you have a drum or you have a, a saxophone, but it makes a, a joint music. And that's, I come from a place that is this music that is Aurora, but is made of many individual um, persons and beings that are in there. And here in this planet, Aurora is this uh, phenomenon that's in the sky that is part of the stellar, energy that comes from the sun, the solar wind, and it comes and it interacts with Earth, Earth's magnetic field and it makes these brilliant lights in the sky. That's exactly who and what I am. An Earth body, similar to the body that you have and everyone else that is here, but with a lot of this stellar consciousness and stellar energy flowing through the body, creating a kind of something else that is a little bit different, but not in any way value system judged better or worse, but just my journey is different. Is this is this a is this a phenomenon uh, that that can happen to to an individual today, um, and them still be in the body like it's a shared space like a shared like roommates in 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 this body I, and and I think the Bible um, gives us some some ideas of um, a mansion if you will that has many rooms even even within us um, you know we we get that idea from from the demonic, if you will, in the Bible, just far as like Christianity is concerned, just being in your face. But, but that's, that's showing you how an individual's body is made up, that, that you are a house of spirits, you are a temple of God, and God has servants, God has priests, God has other uh, beings and, and things under him or them or it. And I think people are, I feel like we're experiencing this now and it's biblical. Um, some somebody, you know, that this institutions don't want us to to know this kind of stuff, and and people are suffering because of it. That's why we're having this conversation for sure. But yes. is it, can it can it happen? And, and so, in in your case, you're saying that this it's fully aurora. But does it can this phenomena or is this phenomena happening where it's a shared space, if you will? Such a good question because it opens the door on so many things. So right now on the, in this world or on this planet, we really are engaged in a spiritual warfare, spiritual battle and battle for your soul. And what that means when I talk about soul, I'm talking about like the trajectory of your consciousness, who you are, where you've been, the many multiple lives that you've lived and everything that's brought you to this moment and your own willpower to express that. Mm -hmm. So there are so many different 
consciousnesses or factors that can act through your physical body. You mentioned some of the negative ones that can be considered demonic possession or something that is an unclean spirit. And those are things that they're written about in the Bible. When those negative entities try to hijack a person's life, I define them as negative because they are not life-giving. They are absolutely about destroying the body architecture or bringing that person to death, often mm -hmm. prematurely. And yeah. I will tell you that substance abuse and addiction issues are really related to negative entities who inhabit people's bodies, take over their willpower. People don't want to be doing a lot of the things that they're doing, but it's like someone else is inside of them driving their car or occupying their body yeah. and making them do things that are harmful and self-destructive. And then let me give an equal amount of verbal energy, energy of my voice, because we do speak things into reality of the amazing angelic and Christ um, experience that mm -hmm. we can have of po positive higher self, which is your higher self from yourself from a different perspective of being beyond the ego positive, angelic, and highly developed coherent light masters who are here to celebrate us, help us on our journey, bring us towards levels of great health, help us to express our own willpower, and the ultimate, which is to be inhabited by or live in partnership with Lord Jesus Christ, who I think is this most amazing person, exemplifying all of the goodness, well, everything that we consider to be some of the best human yeah personality characteristics and that it is a consensual relationship just like you know in having a marriage or a, a, a deep intimate partnership it must be consensual it cannot be something that is forced or that is built on a lie yeah. so that relationship of having christ live through you having jesus christ live through you is an amazing attainment and it is there for all of us and it is a relationship that you build just like being a husband and a wife but it's not the same, it is not the same as biological partnership in the world, but it is a beautiful spiritual um, companionship where you really feel that Jesus Christ is within you and that is walking with you and helping you in your life. But I also just caution people because when you first start to have this awakening of Jesus Christ being within you, some people they go a little bit into mania where they think like, I'm the only yeah. one. Yeah. And I just want you to know like, your journey is special and unique. You are very powerful. when when Christ lives within you, but you're not the only one. That Christ lives within many of us, and that is positive because we have like a lot of healing to do in the yeah. world. We need a lot of people that are embodying this amazing energy of, I'll say it like mercy, love, compassion, healing beyond what doctors can say is possible, healing our world, healing our social dynamic, changing the entire way that we relate to one another as humans and even to our ecosystem, like the plants and animals that surround us. That's so good. Um, similar to what, what people refer to, and this is all language, like the, it's, it's really where, 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 where they got us, let's say that, is the language. Say, hey, that's not in my Bible. I mean, how many times have you heard that? Or my pastor didn't say this, or we don't believe that. No, you do, but the, 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 the wording is different. You guys don't use those words kind of thing. So we talk about soul walk-ins, or we talk about spirit walk-ins, or um, Christ is, is now filled, filled your temple, and, and, and the Holy Spirit lives in you. Like, this same process is what we're reading about in the scriptures. If you're a Christian, or if you're reading a Bible, it, 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 even if you're not, the people who read it, they, they are, whether they have any idea what they're reading or not, when it says this, I, Paul says, I've died. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. I died during baptism. I willingly 
this is the Christianity, like is a, is a call to to not to sacrifice others, is to sacrifice yourself. At least the bad parts of you that need to be destroyed. Let I want to forget about it. I want to be. Can I give this up? I have room to grow. I can give up the parts of me that are destroying me. That 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 are, are not conducive with what my heart of hearts, with what my spirit wants to do. And because I want to do one thing, the true me, but the fleshly me, the, the one that's subject to this, these laws while we're here, it's doing something, whatever it wants to do. Like it wants me to eat great. It wants me to, to control my tongue and, and my thoughts, but I can't. I'm like driven. So that kind of nature to, to sacrifice it, to crucify the flesh. Let's you know, sacrifice it. The Bible talks about that being a living sacrifice unto God, but to crucify the flesh, to crucify the ego so that Christ can live in you in greater degrees, at greater measures. Um, but it's not just Christ. See, that's the thing that, that we, don't, we don't know, is that it is, it is everything that is good. Whatever you need according to godliness, the, full, the Bible says the fullness of the Godhead, like all of the gods, dwelt within Christ. They were living in him. And he, but he governed his body. While he was here, he governed his vessel about when to let so-and-so come forth and speak. And there was, there was, Solomon was speaking through him. Jeremiah was speaking through him. Um, he became small that Christ may be glorified in him. And he was a perfect conduit, such as many people listening to this. And so if all of that... Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply lived in Christ and now Christ lives in you so you have access and memories and experiences and authority for all of those who were of the way of Christ which is of the way of love because people are experiencing this now we're getting downloads and we're rem remembering things that we've never and, and it's hard to explain it it's been easy just to say oh it was the Holy Spirit told me yes the Holy Spirit but it was personified in history uh, through, a, through an individual or in legend, or f which, which is from the stars anyway, through the prophets of Jeremiah, through, through whoever these people are that you're actually reading about and then now you're experiencing. 
and we're I'm experiencing this within the last year. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people are, and it is Bible prophecy. It is all of the prophecy. It is the awakening. It is the apocalypse. It is the rapture. And it's a beautiful process that we've longed for that they've kind of pushed the goalposts further, further, further back as far as these things are coming. And we can't discern the hour and the time to say, no, these things are here. Why? Because many people listening to this right now are experiencing it in real time. You bring a beautiful continuity at speaking to and referencing the um, nature of Jesus Christ as being multifaceted and what people have written about in the Bible for thousands of years, the present human experience of expansion and ascension, because we are in that time of ascension or rapture. I think we're in the generation that does not have to die yeah. in order to become one with Christ and to achieve that heavenly state. And I also completely agree on a galactic level. When I say galactic, it's in air quotes. I'm really talking about a level of pure abstraction, kind of like math. When I do these paintings, they're just like beyond the human interpretive level, but expressing this divine truth. There is a galactic presence or a overarching presence that is even beyond our planet of Christ that I see as a multifaceted gem. And all of this is said with great reverence for the human teacher that was here 2000 years ago, that I see him as one, as an integrated gem that has these many different facets of many different great ones, prophets, teachers, who are also in Christ, who also act and live through him. And that yes, by the embodiment of Jesus Christ in our lives, we are connected to an enormous network of consciousness. Yeah. Everything you say based in goodness, based in love, extreme wisdom, extreme compassion. And the wisdom and compassion come from when we start to be able to see with this inner vision and this inner sight, we really see down to the depth of who someone is. Like if you see either positivity or negativity, it is in a context. Why does a person act the way they do? What have they been going through? Why is their soul the way they are? Even to the level of looking at the larger spiritual battle. Why are the you know the wicked or evil mm -hmm. consciousnesses, why do they persecute the Christians? Yeah. Why is there this dualistic struggle? All of that, it takes an enormous amount of compassion to be able to um, bear the truth, bear the burden of the truth of what we see out there. But there are these amazing teachers that have been in existence and when I say all of that, sometimes it butts up against um, some of the teachings like, you know, of the, the traditional Christian church that says there's only one Christ, there's Jesus Christ, you know, kind of like focus only on this person and without recognition being diluted to any of these others. But I feel that there is total respect for Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the teacher, even as I recognize that he is a larger gem with many yeah. different facets, because I also feel that there has been like a great teacher in Lord Krishna from the Hindu empire, yeah. and also from some Native American traditions. Yeah. And I, I see also many who are not named, that we just don't know their names, but they are also a part of this incredibly loving and compassionate network of Christ. That's the only thing that makes makes uh, anyone a part of that network, network is this, if they speak Paul talks about if they speak not according to this word. So any let all who name the name of Christ depart from evil. You know, Paul's language started changing and he started speaking as Christ. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's not I that live, it's Christ living in me. And I'm going to let him talk because he has a, a message for humanity. But not just Paul. Let's, you know, we honor Paul in these names mentioned, all the ones you mentioned. But anyone, all of the disciples, all of the ones who 
who maybe even were perplexed because, you know, while they were in the flesh and, and that part of them was still alive, they were. And they struggled, but there were times where they did beautiful things and they stepped aside, stepped aside and let Christ come forth and let beauty and love, and they chose to do it. And part of that was the death of the ego. That was another another step in the right direction where Christ could be glorified and, and they overcame, which is what he's doing here. Like if you read the Bible at all, it is from Genesis to Revelation that he would, the, the Christ, it, the, the network would, would incarnate through individuals who would step aside, who would be willing to uh, decrease so that Christ may increase in them. And they would see their, they, they would see their humanity, they would see their animality, their beast nature, and they would want to willingly be lean into the God nature, the holy flame that's within each and every one of us that, that we, we get to choose. So this is the, 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 what we're here. We get to choose. This isn't automatic. Like there's a process that, that humans are going through to say, hey, but I'll trade you. It's a very strange, it is very strange in, 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 when we put it in this way, but Christ goes to prepare a way for you in, in heaven and he's like, hey, um, I need to use your body. I know this sounds crazy, but he's literally, hey, I need to use your body. Um, there's a task that needs to happen and I don't have a mouthpiece. I don't have anyone right now that, that's open, that who's been groomed, who's been trained to, to look so-and-so in the face and say this, or to, I don't have any, any, any people down there that, that have a large bank account, but I need some, I need, there's a, there's a man who God is anointed and I need you to go give him a building. I know these people who, who are able to hear from heaven and they have the money and finances to do that and they're obedient because they're part of this network. And as you die to the flesh, which is temporary, this is this suit is temporary, but the spirit is etheric. The spirit is eternal. He said, listen, if you remember me down there in the face of your friends, in the face of being called weird or silly or outcasted, listen, I'll remember you. I'll, I'll make sure to say your name in front of my father and in front of all of the angels, and you will be rewarded for your service. And this is what we're experiencing right now. Absolutely. So beautifully said. And I love everything that you're talking about in terms of us behaviorally aligning with Christ and the types of support, inspiration, and generosity that we can exhibit towards one another that pretty much can change the quality of existence yeah. of being here. Yeah, that we can find, like, I have the resources that I need to be able to fulfill my dreams, to be able to um, share my gifts in the world, all, all of the things that you're meant to do that are part of God's plan, because Christ coming through people and people have resources and people open doors and have opportunities. So I'm very, very big on that. That's why I think it's also beautiful to have a worship community. Like yeah. if you have a, a group of people or a church or people that you are with supporting each other in your faith, supporting each other in doing this, because it, it is a bit of going out on a limb, a little bit of vulnerability. You're like going to give somebody a building or going to give somebody whatever they need to facilitate God's plan in their life. It's different than the usual um, American, <clears throat> pardon me, commodification. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to pay me? And what are you going to do this? And that was in, uh, in Jesus's time, 2000 years ago, they haggled and bartered the same way. Like, I'm going to give you this and you're going to give me this. It's a different 
value system to act in this way, to act so purely on faith and to be able to bring our resources where they need to be to bring forward this greater, really paradise state that we can experience while we are here in the world. It doesn't have to be so hellish and tormenting and diminished as many people experience it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, we are uh, salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And, yeah. and, and there's people who don't want you here. It just is what it is. They don't want you here. There's a reason they don't invite you to their gatherings. There's a reason you're not invited. Like you're qualified to sit at their table. You're more than qualified than many of the pastors and teachers and leaders or CEOs or anything. You are anointed. You are called according to a purpose. You're next in line. But they're, they're, they're under like an oath not to give you a seat because you would destroy everything that they're doing nefariously because you are light. Your light is judgment. Your light is judgment. So where there is darkness, you're kind of an enemy. You're not going to be invited. So um, do the things that you want to be done for you. If you want a friend, be a friend. If you want money, give someone money. Even if it's a little, the, 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 the parable of the widow's might in the scripture, there was people who would give and, and, and pay taxes and, and give offerings of insane wealth, buildings even, right? Um, but, but for the, the woman who gave her all, it was in the spirit realm, it was the equivalent to the building, but it was just a, 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 a small donation. It's all I have. But as far as the energetic exchange of, of what it took to give that and lay it at the feet of God, that, that he would bless it and, and give, a, he would multiply it. Once we give it to him, he's able to do that. So that goes for your dreams. That goes for your rejection, which is many times part of this earth school. And, uh, and, to, and then once you understand that, to be there for everyone else to say, hey, this is temporary. I, I'm, I, I only need to be a good steward of this body while I'm here, while I'm conscious and, and cognitive of it. Um, and, and, and there's upgrade in that. There's reward in that, not just in heaven, not just, you know, in, in the etheric planes or spiritual planes, but even now you're, you're rewarded for your obedience. You're rewarded and you're taken care of. You're rewarded with peace and bliss and grace and and while the world is in panic and in shambles that's not your reality that's not that's a reward and that's a that's a high price that was paid and takes to maintain staying in that 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 place of unity but we are that salt like we are what holds this place in balance and you're not want you're not wanted in in you know in, at these tables and so the moment you know who God has called you to be, yeah. to, to, to know is to remember. You remember yeah. who God calls you to be because Jesus remembered. He remembered. He prayed. He begged to God before he went to the cross that his disciples would remember. And not only his disciples would remember, but everybody that they touch on out throughout the generations, throughout the eons, that they would all remember who they are and where they came from because that's the place they would draw their sustenance from. That's the place they would draw their hope from, not from this present age that's decaying and, and, and you know, fleeting away. It's yeah. not as long as you're here because your salt preserves. You're here to preserve. And so, man, this is why we got to know who we are and where we came from and where we're going, where we're going back to because we're, 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 
we're expanding that light. He's given us a talent. He's given us the ability. He's given us breath. And, and this is a blessing. And for many people, it's a curse. If you don't know who you are, if you're trapped in these bodies, it can be very hectic. You said mania and all of these things kick in. Practice. That's where I love Christianity as a modality because it gives you rules. It gives you regulations. It gives you do. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It gives you don'ts. It gives you what time to wake up and pray, what to say, guard your tongue, all of these things that govern all of the realms, if you will, but we, we need to, that's that community that we need each other in the midst of this to help one another walking through this hand in hand. Beautifully, beautifully said. I'm like cheering inside. I'm clapping inside at everything that you're saying. Um, there's so much to speak to. This world, like for many people, they look at it as if it is a hell realm, like you yeah. mentioned, as if it is an imprisonment, life and the body being a burden. I totally see this life as being a gift and very much like I'm very intentional, like I'm uh, whatever, like I intentionally came into this body and, you know, I'm here and I'm here doing things on purpose. But I know I recognize many people and I talk with them a lot in the work that I do kind of like support and uplift and mentorship when people feel like that they've been through so many different lifetimes and they've been through the karmic washing machine and that they've been like stuck in many negative loops and negative time cycles and feeling like they are just walking on a hamster wheel and not getting anywhere and they look at this realm as a very dismal place and like you I'm like no this realm is an amazing place we have so much to learn from being here and so much to give in terms of being here and I'm still very much filled with the light of the place where I come from. Like, I'm not, I'm still there. Like I'm there and I'm here at the same time, kind of like jumping back and forth between the two places. So Mm -hmm. I get a lot of breath of fresh air from that place. But that place is a place where we are 100% giving, where there, you don't have to have energy boundaries to the sense of saying like, this is my bank account and I've got this and you've only got $5. There's the sense of just energy and giving. And if you need something for your sustenance or you need something to make a project happen, it goes to you because energy flows to excellence so it was a little bit of an eye eye opener to be here in this realm where i i actually remember the first time i saw a homeless person when i lived in uh, woodstock new york on the east coast um kind of like in the first couple of years of being here and i could just not imagine that 
humans here were treating God so shabbily. I just didn't even comprehend it. And I didn't even comprehend the sense that like people can be hungry because the food exists in the food room. We call it the grocery store. And you have to have magical pieces of paper to get the food that's in the food room. And then some people are on the sidewalk and they're dying and other people don't recognize it. All of that is normative to the people that are from this place. But when I saw that, I was like, how can this even be the way that this is structured here? So it took me a lot to kind of accept and internalize that. And then also I'm very solutions oriented. What are the ways that this can be completely different? And now I'm, I'm so pleased. It's I've seen humanity awaken and grow so much in the roughly 20 years that I've been mm-hmm. here. So much. Yeah change in how humans look at resources. People now call it more like the gift economy or a way of energy exchange, not just the sense of like, I'm only going to do something for you if you give something to me, but just the sense of giving. Yeah. I don't own anything. I don't, this isn't mine. What do you like? That's the crazy thing. Like I, as far as diving into politics and all like socialism, I don't listen. I'm not an expert on that, but I do read the scriptures and I do come from a native American heritage where there was they didn't own anything like whose canoe was it does everyone in the tribe get a canoe no the people who like but but if you want to go canoeing you've got a canoe there's plenty grab one bring it back in one piece like does everyone need a shovel no but whoever needs it go get it and use it and like that economy of, of us working together makes perfect sense. I'm in a, a small neighborhood and I'm thinking like, do we need to capitalism in this strange land that we're strangers in develop systems like, hmm, there's ways we can enslave people with money and with debt and these things. Um, they only need one shovel because like how often do you use your shovel? Right. Do you use it every day? Okay, well, if you do, maybe you need to keep it with you much because that's what you're calling if you're using it every day. Um, right. But this, do, they found ways to sell us all shovels yeah. or all razors or, or, or things. And, and um, when I'm not using my, my shovel, you can use mine or my lawnmower. But they found ways to sell us all, every house to, to, to has its own lawnmower. You know, some people's heart beats to cut grass. They love it. It's their thing. Lawn care, even fixing and working on engines and taking them apart. Like, that's what they love to do. I love to create art to encourage and music. And I know you're, you're in that, too. And, like, that's what I wake up longing to do, to create, to sing, to put out a new song that never existed before, to channel it into this realm. And now it's helping people. Like, their heart beats to cut grass. It's just is what it is. So allow them to do it, give it to them. Let the people do what what is their passion because that's God given. Um, there was no lack amongst the disciples. Once they came together in Christ in the baptism of the spirits, tongues, cloven tongues, plural, the diverse tongues of fire landed upon them and, and came into their body and they were ignited. They took everything they had and they brought it to the apostles' feet and it said that there was no lack amongst them. Like we've seen that happen 
on television and probably for good reasons so that you would read those texts and say, no, 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 I'm not giving all my resources to these people who are lying and, and, and negative and they're going to, you know, they're going to make us suffer. And they're not going to, we're hungry and you're not feeding us and you're going to put us in a soup line and all these crazy, scary things so that you're like, no, you can't have mine. And Jesus is like, you don't own this anyway. Consider the lilies. Look at the birds. How much did they pay for that, to, for their seeds and for their worms and what they eat? This is what they do. Let them do what they do, and I take care of them. How much more you? And that is a call from heaven to not worry, to not freak out, to not steal and pillage, and it's mine, mine, mine. No, you didn't bring it here. And you can't take it with you. You're borrowing it and you're a steward of it. And God's economy of, of the heavens, there's, there's, you, you know this. This is where you're from. And all of us are, if we'll remember, there was a code of conduct that, this, that you, cannot, you cannot be let back into those realms unless your love overflows. And you're here to allow your heart to break open and to be filled with love and light so that we, many of us as fallen angels, if you will, can be let back into our first estate. This is not our first estate, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and God is trying to help us and he's sending prophets. And the beautiful thing about the prophets and what many of the even ancient Jews believe is that they weren't normal humans. The people we look at and read about even in the Bible, Jeremiah, Elijah, the same way that they left is the same way they came here. They, came, they descended from a mountain from the heavens and incarnated into a human body and then had to remember who they were. And once they re remembered, then they started on that path to consciously make decisions, not just by default, like I feel like someone's guiding me. The Holy Spirit's helping me and my life has been orchestrated by God. Yeah. For sure. But now you're co-laboring and you're conscious. It's not by accident. Now you're co-creators with the father of lights who created all of this. And that was their story. That is their story. And that's our story. This isn't so far-fetched that it sounds so crazy outside of Christian doctrine or the Bible. We've been lied to. All of this is in there and more. Yes, so beautifully said. Everything about where we are, the realm that we're coming out of, like the social and economic way that everything is set up. We're learning these lessons about responsibilities to the self versus responsibilities to community. And these are kind of like, you know, how much do you take? How much do you give? All these learning these ways of being in balance. But that is our basic nature to be on this level of generosity. And you talk about some other cultures that were less industrialized or less about commodity and personal property where you simply received what you needed and gave what you what you shared what you could and shared your talents and gifts with the world. I see us as transitioning back to that. Mm -hmm. And so while we're in this time of transitioning, like I know that there are all of these different assertions, like again, we don't have to get into like pol politics and wrangling, which is so boring yeah. about like, how should governments set everything up? To me, this is not even about governments or external power structures. It is about how we relate to one another. You, you, well, first of all, you you are already your own government. You see, the Bible says the government's on his shoulders and if he's in you, how are you governing? Yeah. with these thoughts and with these ideas and these creative concepts you have you can you can govern yourself first and then your family and then your friends and be one who loans and be one who gives and 
And then, and then what, what, this is what happened. God <sighs> breathes upon it yeah. and he, he ignites it and he, it, it, it gets an upgrade because you can be trusted with these ideas. Not, they're not just ideas anymore. It's your way of life. That's right. That's right. You're already There's operating in that. So much in the, uh, in the generosity of sharing what you have with others. Sometimes it is physical objects, but sometimes it is your energy yeah. of caring about and volunteering to be in someone's life or to be listening or working for them in some way that, that um, in a lot of ways sets us free from all of these expectations and quid pro quos, which are all of these expectation contracts that give you this and you give this back to me in order to be, like you say, directed by God. God is inside of you telling you what to do, directed by your inner sense of what is right and righteous, what is right beyond human laws, but what is right in a cosmic sense. And then that brings you to, like you're talking about, a return to our true heavenly self, having been in this world of complete um, confusion and lies and illusions and things that many people, uh, you could call it corrupt in the corrupt world. And then how to bring the best parts of yourself back to where you're supposed to be to these levels of pure giving and pure generosity where we don't have to have we don't have to be so self-protective because also you know like at that level someone's not going to steal from you too much or um you'll always have everything you need i have just a very brief anecdote this is from like the first year that i lived here as a walk-in i didn't have shoes and i was walking around in this place like i was totally in a time of wandering there were these red sneakers in the back of someone's pickup truck and I was like, oh, like God gave me these sneakers. And I took them and I put them on and I was walking around for a day. Then I was listening and talking with people and they were talking about essentially personal property. And I kind of learned by listening a lot back then. And I was like, oh, wait, like you're not actually supposed to do that. These are someone else's shoes mm -hmm. and that they would be mad if they saw that I had taken them. And so I went back to the truck. I kind of snuck back there, put the shoes back in the truck. And then I learned like, oh, if you want shoes, you have to go to the shoe store and you yeah. have to get money for the shoe. And it costs $75 for the <laughs> shoes. And I was like, how am I going to get that? And then I'm going to have to try to find some way to get the money for it. Um, all of that was very unnatural to everything about my posture mm -hmm. and my behavior and everything it was very innocent but also i learned like okay there are such things as personal boundaries here so for 20 years i've been working within that paradigm even though i recognize it's a a, a defunct paradigm like there's no longevity to it it's not going to be this way anymore and um um, truth seeker i'm so happy to be talking with you like your energy is wonderful and knowing that you're here you live in great faith you're exemplifying this and others too that that helps me to know we're coming out of this time where like yes if you want to get shoes that are the right size for your feet you're gonna have to go here you're gonna have to do this jump through these hoops do this commodification that is very much like a type of um indentured servitude a servitude or a slavery or something to money and to the dollar that is not who and what we really are we begin to serve god and serve the divine presence because to just a reminder to everyone who's listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are so much more than our bank accounts. And we are so much more than the physical commodities that sustain us. We are really here to be these loving spiritual presences. But a lot of people get wrapped up in the sense of like, I have to go to my job and I have this busy schedule and I have to keep my bills and pay my Geico insurance. I always joke about that. And I've lived like this. So I can totally relate. I'm in solidarity with everyone who is here having to walk the balance between being really spiritually and divinely connected and guided and also wanting to have a place to live and be able to drive your car and be able to do all those things because I think those are righteous too because if somebody needs help whatever to drive to the doctor and you've got a car and you pay your car insurance like you can drive them to the doctor so there's a righteousness to this it's not just about exploiting finances um but we have to come through this and and um structure our world differently the the other way of doing things it is dead and I think that that is what the um the end of the Bible, when it talks about, you know, the death of Babylon and those types of things, that that is just not a sustainable structure. And people over the past 20 years are really recognizing that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the times that we're living in and people are, I say waking up the awakening, the the awakening because you're remembering. Yeah, we forgot. And, and we've, we've seen glimpses of it, whether it's in our dreams or um, in, in the text that we read and those kind of things. And some people, this place is a, this earth realm is like a sorting place where we share this atmosphere and these dimensions that coexist and, and lay on top of each other. Um, and beside each other, we share with a lot of different beings and intentions and those things. And, and we're here to, to hold and to upgrade this place, to lift the standard and, and say, hey, this isn't cool anymore. And it's very easy to look at all the things that are happening and, and, and pick and pick out the negative um, and not look at the good. And I would share these things as far as like the good stuff that's happening. And I call it ascension. Right. We are personally experiencing ascension. Each one of us that are are changing. We're not the same as we were a year ago, six months ago, maybe even yesterday because it's sped up right now. But people would. I would share this with people on different interviews and stuff, and they would still default to the doom and gloom and they say, yeah, but this and but there's there's that and there's this is still happening. And but it's not to look at the things in the past that hold on, like in this world we're living in, like it used to be like normal to own a slave. Like it used to be normal. There was no question. It was no code of ethics that the consciousness of the people the the collective not not the government the collective thought it was okay to own slaves and to own people and 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 now that's not cool anymore i it's it's it i can't fathom it my generation but my daughter's generation there's no way they could yeah. even fathom it i i i can't fathom it right so we're we're a we're moving away from that and and in the ways that the way that you treat same sex attracted people, the way that you treat transgenders, the way you treat other religions, we are raising the standard by being here. Say, hold on. 
It's not cool to do that anymore. In fact, it never was. Let us learn. Let us grieve over our sins and say, man, I can't believe we did that. And there, it's hard to think because there's, there's things we're doing right now that are normal. And oh, 10 years, five years, one year, 100, whatever, we're going to look back on and say, man, I can't believe we thought it was okay to do this, to vote between. I can't believe we, we thought it was okay to pick between the lesser of two evils. And, and, but then the consciousness of the people, the collective is saying, no, I'm not voting at all. No, no way. I, you can't make me choose between two demons. No, I choose not to vote. And how about yeah. that's a vote? And, and, and they know that. The collective, they have, they're taking polls. They know how many people are on this planet and they know how many people are showing up to the polls and it's less, less, less. The people aren't buying it anymore. Awakening is happening. We're upgrading this place and the people just by being in proximity of you being fully, fully full of light, they're getting upgraded just by standing next to you and, and generations to come, a thousand generations are getting blessed because you said yes to your call and you said yes to love you said yes to god and so don't think that it's all doom and gloom and that's just what they show you so we need to show them something else because we can show them better than we can tell them they've been telling us for years all kinds of doctrines and beliefs but now we're embodying jesus we're not he is not some far off imagination maybe when you die you get to meet him no he's in you working through you speaking to you helping you consciously him and every divine beautiful being that is of his of his order and this yeah. is this is those bible prophecies man and, and they're not scary they tried to sell it to us with fear and destruction and bombs and oh god when he comes back there's going to be weeping and judgment and gnashing of teeth and there is you know why because he came back in me and i'm weeping over the way i treated people i'm weeping he's judging me why did you call that person that name? Why did you make fun of that person's something about them that they can't even change? I'm crying now as I say this because he's judging me and it's beautiful. I'm allowing him to judge me so that that part of me can die and go through the fire and so that I could be resurrected in the newness of life. Every single one of us, we're, we're experiencing this now. It's not a theory. This is our life and it's, it's, it's encouraging it's amazing to know, let people know just simply this, all I'm doing, hey, you're not alone. You are not alone in this. None of us are. And if we band together, we're finding now that it's there. What did the scripture say? Hey, there's more that are for you than there more that are against, against you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. These are, this is your Bible saying this. Don't be afraid. They just got technology and all of these things. They're pretending these people are pretending we are the magic. We are the kings and rulers. And, and what we say goes, yes. the, the, you got to start saying it. You got to start believing it. You got to start letting your mind and your body, and your soul be renewed and be filled with light. So when you open your mouth, it is Christ speaking through you and through me and through everyone that chooses love. This is we're in an amazing time to be here on this planet. Absolutely. For such a, for called for such a time as this. Beautifully well said. That is absolutely my prayer, that when I speak, that it will be Christ speaking through me. And when mm -hmm. I act, it will be Christ <laughs> acting through me. And I think it's a beautiful point also that we are loved so much through the process of becoming perfected. Yeah. Like if you have 
things that you're not proud of or things that are mistakes in personally or as a culture that there are ways to be able to yeah. um, recognize those mistakes. Like you say, let that part of you die to the purification fires mm -hmm. and then live as the true part of yourself. Our culture needs to totally change. And if I just share very, very openly in reading the Bible over the time that I've been here as a Lord, there are some things that I felt like I don't resonate with that. There are some things that were about homophobia or about male supremacy or about things that I felt like that is a cultural anachronism that maybe that was right for 5,000 years ago people lived in tents but that is not right for right now so i'm so i'm respectful of other people on their journey but it was a, a hard thing for me to swallow that there's all these things i think that it's important to recognize our culture has changed and shifted yeah. so that yeah. we are able to have a different footing in how we relate to one another than 2000 years ago or 5000 years ago but what i love about the bible is the parts that are about miracles that are miracles of healing miracles and transcendence of the physicality, the limits of what people think are possible phys physically, God being very present and very real in our lives and being able to live through us and give us that direct mm. nourishment, direct guidance, direct positive behavioral, not control, but you know, uh, something that is making you do things for a positive sense. Because mm -hmm. we also come out of a world where there's tons of negative mind control. I just want to speak to it very briefly and not give too much vocal energy to it. Like there's all these technological things that control people's minds, mm -hmm. drugs, mm -hmm. frequencies, and other things that is like the antithesis of Christ living within us and the antithesis of God's um, you know, consciousness um, and, and intelligence and willpower um, giving us our thoughts and, and telling us what to say and do. So at, and in some sense, it's like, um, you know, rejecting all of those things, rejecting all of that confusion and really looking for like, where's the real light of Christ? Where's the real intelligence? And when I read the Bible, what I'm always asking for is that for like these real messages of uplift and um, um, uh, sometimes it, you need help in life. Like sometimes it's very confusing and it's like a fog or darkness and you can turn to holy writings and be like, may I really receive real light and real guidance from this. And it's very heartfelt and it's very pure. And then this ancient scripture can speak to you and bring you good guidance. Yeah, yeah that's how you activate it. You know, you, you focus on the good. So yeah. that's what Jesus did to everybody he encountered in, in the scriptures. And that's what yeah. he's do, he did to me and he's doing to me. Yeah. He's not he's not beating me up. He allowed I beat myself up. I don't need yeah. him to beat me up. The, what, yeah. the, the, the adversary of this, this, the king of this world, what we, who we call Satan in the fleshly nature, it already does a great job of beating you up. But yeah. to steal kill and destroy that's the only thing that 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 entity can do and that power can do christ comes to give us life and life more abundantly so whatever we focus on that is what begins to be magnified in us and in others and in this this world it is a it is a law so when we start focusing on the good like you said even in the bible um and, and you have to do that right and and but then you start experiencing it and then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm focusing on the good because on forgiveness. Right. And I want to forgive others because Christ has forgiven me. I want to love others because God loves me. You know, and so we start focusing on it, focusing on it. And then we get to the bad stuff. Ew, the homophobia. Ew. Oh, my God, I can't believe that's in there. There's um, a lot of people who are hurt by that. You know, there's a, a, a lot of people who... Uh, don't read the scriptures and they throw with the baby out with the bathwater and they, the whole Bible is this or the, all Christians are homophobic or whatever. Um, right. And so 
there they, they won't read any of it because eventually you'll get to those verses, even in the New Testament, right? And those kind of things. So we have to come up with something. But like you said, in our heart of hearts, we know this can't, something's got to be up. Did we just transcend the, the Bible? I have good Christian mystic friends of mine who they're like, we don't, I don't want to, we don't need to read the Bible at all. Like God just speaks to our heart, but no, there's a modality. There is, there's laws and precepts that are hidden within that scripture that uh, we, we weren't privy to because we were, we were more animalistic and the animalistic nature, the carnal mind does not understand the things of the spirit. It does not understand the things of God. And, and neither can they, the scripture says. First Corinthians said that the scriptures are spiritually discerned. It tells us even about the law, that we know that the law of like kosher and those kind of things, it's like, you know, we, we interpret it according to the flesh, according to this realm first. And, and that's an initiation, like, like you're, you're at least leaning into it, you're asking questions. But Paul says that the law and even the homophobic kind of things, right? Those were spiritual to begin with. And, and, and the law is good if a man uses it the right way. But, but, but many of us are now, we're not under the law. Because why? You don't, need, you don't have to tell me, I don't have to, get, I don't have to read the Bible every morning and say, thou shalt not kill. Okay, yeah. Derek, don't kill anybody today. Hey. Gotcha. So, so once you start putting yourself under that law, the law of liberty, the law of love, that... Uh, then you, that's how this increase is happening because you're focusing on the love. You're focusing on what's beautiful. And the problem we've had with humanity um, and other beings, to be honest with you, is we've let people explain the Bible to us and Christ to us and re even religion um, who don't know what that stuff means. And so it's this weird expert mentality because if we don't know what it means, then we got to make it up or pretend because then we don't look like an expert and the person who is seeking will go to the next expert for their question. Hey, God loves everybody, but he doesn't love gay people. Well, he, he loves part of them, you know, and there's this weird dances that we all have and well, that was changed and that was mentioned. I'll say this, I'll say this, that yeah. all of those things are in there for a reason, but we didn't and don't understand who or what they were talking about because of the language, because yeah. the way that it was translated to us in the Greek and in the Hebrew does not say at all what they told us. Our hearts are telling us it doesn't say that. When you read it, you're like, uh, but you know, my, I know gay people who love Jesus more than my pastor. And, and their response is, no, you don't. They can't. It's not possible. But you're like, hold on. But they do. Like, they're just love. I know Muslims that love Jesus more than my pastor. No, you don't. And so there's this cognitive dissonance and we got to, we're reading this very harsh text, but then we're experiencing other people naming the name of Christ who don't even know that name. It's not been revealed to them. They name Krishna, but Krishna is, it, it means Christ. And so they, so they're evolving that light and that beauty that they've had through that. But they go back and read very uh, weird texts too, and they don't understand it. Now, as we're evolving the light that is in us and we return back with an open mind and, and being in communication with Christ and with the elders and with the spirit that influenced those scriptures, right. not who, in, who interpret them to English, no, but the energy about what was really there because at the face surface level, it was changed on purpose, but it's right, right. 
under your noses. And I say this about the homosexual thing and, and the, the man sleeping with man and all of that. And uh, here's the, the, it's very deep, but this, this, um, the simple way is, is just looking up the, the Hebrew words and the Greek is that isn't talking about humans. That is saying that man shall not lie with mankind as he lieth with womankind. And I want to tell you that man and mankind are two different types of species of entities that right. have mixed and it, and it, it appealed to our fleshly nature and it taught it and it made us think that something so profound, something so far out, something so intergalactic was about right. mixing entities that are 100% hateful, oh, that, yeah. that they would mix with the entity that was 75% love. And yes. you mix them together. What do their children come out as? Yeah. A confused person that half of them wants to do good and the other half wants to kill. That man and mankind and woman and womankind is about mixing different types of entities that some of them only want to cut grass. Let's just say that they yeah. want to keep the land. They right. want to some of them only want to dance. They only want to sing. It's what they're anointed. It's what they're created to do. I'm created to sing. I'm created to encourage, to uplift. Do you know there are certain beings that are created to only destroy? Satan, he only can yes. steal, kill, and destroy. Rinse, rinse, wash, repeat. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill. There is no light in him. There is no love in him. There is no maybe I'll choose love. No, no, no. Steal, kill, destroy. He actually holds balance in these realms, right? It, to, to judge the sons and daughters of God, to see who you really are. Because we were mixed in this flesh. We're not just Derek. We're not just one person. There's many. We're body, soul, and spirit in the flat in together. And that's what those texts are talking about. All you got to do is look up the words there and yeah. trace them back. And there's many different types of beings that are sharing this planet together. And they're saying, look, don't mix with these killers because it's in their de genetic DNA structure. Don't mix the killers with the lovers. Don't mix the killers with the, with the singers because now they're singing about killing. Got it. They're singing about killing. They're great singers. They're anointed to sing but they're singing about killing. They're dreamers, but they dream about killing. They yeah. dream about stealing from you. And, need, and there's, we are all mixed with all of these things. That's why we're in this position. Christ is to come to burn that out of us, that mixture, so we can lay that part of us down. That is a killer. That is, we're a mixed in that. And the Bible is telling that story, man. We got to yeah. return back and we got to speak this out. Once it's revealed to us, and it's been revealed to me, so I'm under obligation. This is what yeah. I signed up for. It's hard. Right. It's scary. How do you rewrite the Bible in a sense? No, no, no. You're just showing what was already there. Yes, yes, yes. Everything that you're talking about, this mixture of the very positive and light-filled and love-filled versus darkness, pure destruction, pure evil and hatred, I really see that as these levels of genetic degradation that happened a long time ago yeah. that is known as the fall of humanity yep. or the fall of consciousness mm -hmm. and that it ends up, like you say, with humans being an amalgamation yeah. of many different types of value system. And it is a free will world where you get to choose 
Who is inside of you? Who do you define yourself as? What values do you want to be? What behavior do you want to be? So even whatever people have, if it is ancestral lineage stuff that is darkness or hatred coming through them, or if it is entity ride along attachment causing either self-destructive behaviors or addictions or whatever it is, there are ways to overcome it. Like you can always make personal choices in freedom to say, this is not who I am, and I, I distance myself from that. And like, like on the tracks on a, on a song when you're mixing it, turn the volume down on all of these characteristics. That's not who I really am. And turn the volume up on yes. the divine, the loving, and the godly. And it is the journey of what everybody is experiencing here. I will share with you personally in my journey. For a long time, I stayed away from the Bible because I couldn't make some I had cognitive dissonance of yeah, like there's good do. stuff mm-hmm. there, but then there are other things in there too and I went through a lot of turmoil over the past many years Christ has totally sustained me Jesus Christ has totally kept me alive through things that should have killed me and that um, knowing that people were praying for me during that time was hugely uplifting it sustained me people sent out prayers and protection and then I started to find churches and worship groups that were more in alignment with the type of person that I am. Because I work with people who are same sex and transgender. And when I wear the cross, sometimes they look at me and they're kind of like, are you judging me? And I have to kind of apologize Mm -hmm. to them. Like, I'm not aligned with that type of Christianity. I am inclusive and loving and compassionate and celebratory of, you know, your individuality and of your journey. So I'm I'm always having to constantly like reassure people, like, I'm not like that, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, very recently, like within the past year or so, um, in deep turmoil, um, you know, I was given a Bible. I, people at my community um, church, they, I was in, in turmoil. I asked them to pray over me. And they said, when you are in turmoil, like turn to the Bible. And they gave me one. Like I was a little bit, not not sheepish, but like reticent. Yeah. I was like, okay, like I'll take the Bible. I took it and I would take it and I would go home and I would like open a page and look at it. My, I'm very new in my journey is what I'm saying of reading the Bible and learning from that scripture. And it relates to the music that I'm sharing with you today because I have a lot of trouble with figuring out the titles for my songs. Like I write a ton of music, that's no problem. The music just comes out. But then I sit there and I'm like, what is this gonna be called? Like, I have no idea. And so I would be like, okay, like, cause I have a lot that I'm saying with it in my heart, but not the words to be able to articulate it, I would go and open up the Bible and look to what I can get from my own guidance, from my own inspiration on a song. And some passages really spoke to me in that moment. Like I was amazed at the amount of um, direct connection. Synchronicities when you open the Bible. Yeah. And it's why I named the album Believers because I wanted it to be something. I write that music to help me in my belief. And it's not only for believers and it's not only for Christians, but I wanted to send it out there as like a food and a nourishment for people to be able to be like, like, don't be afraid to believe. Because I feel when I when I say to others, like, I am a believer and I believe in Christ, yeah. I'm going out on a limb a little bit. Like, is someone going to try to cut down my feet? Is someone going to try to cut me down and be like, no, like, you're bad and you're wrong and you're a hypocrite and you're this and you're that. And the yeah. church is corrupt and the Bible is corrupt and you're like, all this finger pointing and everything. I'm kind of like, no, no, like, I'm just trying to share good stuff with you. Um, so I want to encourage people, like, if your faith is like a raging bonfire and really, really strong and bright, like, Derek, you have an amazing bright presence and and you're extremely well grounded in your scholarliness about the bible 
if you're like like the way that you are or if you're just a new little beginner like mm-hmm. me like i know like twinkle twinkle little star i do not know very many bible passages i do not know the whole history of it and all of the depths of profundity of it i just know a little bit of it very much a foreigner and also my language skills are not that excellent in terms of being here in in this time and place um but don't be afraid to go out on a on a limb a little bit and read the Bible, declare your faith. But the thing that I do the most that I think takes a little bit of like, um, you know, guts or whatever, like I pray for people mm-hmm. and I tell them that I'm praying for them, not in a judgmental way, yeah. mm-hmm. as sometimes it is like, there's something wrong with yeah. you. And I'm praying, praying for you, for man. You. Just know that. That's right. I really tell people in the sense of not only I care for you and I witness you on your journey, but I'm actively asking for an intercession from divine goodness to help you in the way that you need help because people prayed for me and it helped me so profoundly. It literally lifted me up out of very hellish places, very hellish internal states. I was literally, I was attacked by real demons and had so much interference in my life and prayers and people loving me and sending that force field of protection Mm -hmm. around me got me through that. And then on the other side of that, I'm like, I want to pray for others. I want to others don't be afraid to pray prayer is so powerful and so profound angels pray for us Mm. we pray for others and i pray for this world and i also i pray for god because i also know that a lot of people look to god the divine presence as this thing that is like the sun rises in the sky you just kind of take it for granted like the sun is there like it's got all the energy of the world like i don't have to worry about the sun running out of gas or anything like that but i'm telling you like i feel that god is this beautiful fragile, ephemeral, magical thing that is a miracle that needs to be sustained by us, like by our belief, by our prayer, by our living embodiment of it, that I think that God can be imperiled, even though I know that that's not part of cosmology, because cosmology says like, God is just supreme, and there's nothing that can ever shake that foundation. And I love that, because I love what it's that sense of like, I want God to be healed, uplifted, protected, um, given everything that God needs to be in order for Mm -hmm. God to grow to the greatest um, expansiveness of what that presence can be, even as all of that is showered on me. And maybe it is like a smaller um, human-centered way of doing this, because maybe maybe God, I don't know, maybe God is like, like, of course I'm fine, like, don't worry about me, but maybe God is like, thank you for worrying about me, like, thank you for caring in that way. Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, it, it talks about people can grieve the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's one of the scriptures. Do not. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grieve the Holy Spirit. And if somebody's ever been grieved, we know that that's a feeling that people, you know, may not want to, you know, have every day. It's a very painful 
uh, feeling that that we can do. We can grieve the Holy Spirit, and, and we do, and we have done. And maybe that's a process to learn how not to do it, right? So in that moment of like, yeah, there's a lot of people grieving God's heart. There's a lot of people, um, you know, it, the Bible talks about like, God had feelings. Like he it, it repented God. Like he changes his mind. Like in those kind of, we're created in, in that image. And um, yeah, so to, to know that you have people that are, uh, you know, here for you and are interested and in not just only what you can give, but they want to be your friend. And that's the difference. I, that's what separates Christianity, even from, well, not, not Christianity as a, re, a religion, but, but relationship with Christ is that Christ comes in and now we're not enemies. Now we're not alienated in our minds or in our hearts, or we don't even identify with our sin nature. Uh, we, we identify with the spirit because it's made alive. And the scripture says that God doesn't, Jesus doesn't call us servants anymore. Go here and get me this servant or do this. No, he said, I call you friends. Now you're my friends. You know, there's some beings, if you can go back to the to the, the, the ancient world, that were they so-called created to be slaves. They, they were a slave race that, that were created. The Anunnaki and the Aigigi and, and humans and stuff, and they were created. But listen, that's what that was in their genetic DNA. They wanted to do that. They wanted to dig all day and mine gold. It was their heart's desire to let me dig, let me dig. No, you need to rest. No, let me dig. Right. The same way you want to do what you want to do. Those cre those beings in the, in the early world, they had one purpose and their names tells you what they did. And they they were created for a, a point and a purpose. And many angels and many demons are created to do their names tell you what they do. Their names literally tell you, our names tell, tell people what we do as well, whether we know it or not. Um, but you're not that. Why? Because your heartbeat isn't to dig all day. Your heartbeat isn't to slave away and rot away out of nine to five in a cubicle. Right. Like your heartbeat is to help. You, you want to restore, you want to sing, you want to dance, you want to draw. You have other things in you that is the true you, that who, uh, that who you are. So that part of you that was created, that was a slave to other gods or a slave to other systems or a slave to this fleshly nature and you had to obey the animal in you, you're not a slave to that anymore. Now you have been illuminated with the light of Christ and now you're a friend. And it says that the friends know what what god's will is he shares his secrets he shares what he's doing we're in relationship so very much so we can talk just to talk like hey god what's up i'm gonna tell you uh there's there's realms and there's places in meditation and prayer that we can go really deep in and and go to the places that 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 god dwells you know what i'm saying in 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 the psyche that that is the portal that takes us out of our body it takes yeah. we're, we're we're connected but we get to tap in and move past these thoughts and feelings and body and we go in through prayer and meditation and and i've taught it and we do it on our classes and and there's a light that appears and i go into the light and i try to take classes with me when we're together and yeah. uh and we we were there one mo one morning and I go there and I can tell you, I, I get downloads, I get teachings, I get healed. I get so much. It's so like, it's fast. All this stuff is coming to you. It's like, oh, I can't write it all down. Let me go and get what I can and go back to the humans kind of thing. That's really what it feels like. And you try, and I tell people, grab what you can, hold, even if it's one thing, hold on to it and bring That's it right. out and embody it, right? Yeah, we went really there cool. one morning with the class 
and we're, we're just thanking God and beauty and grace and we're going to this place and it's like, y'all see the light and the light eventually appears for everybody. And I say, try to go into it. And we try to go into it. Then the sensations get weird. It, you feel something happening, like literally in your psyche, in your body. And we go to this place and, and, and God is there and, and, and the angels, and, but it communicates with you. And he said, oh, another human, what do you want? And I knew it was a cynical rhetorical question. God, that's how God asks questions because he's not, what do you want? Where'd you come from? Where, whence cometh thou? What do you want? Uh, and I knew it was a trick question. I was like, uh, nothing. You know, you, we, we come up to, hey, let's go get some stuff, you know? But it's like, oh, hold on. You can't just take, take, take. What are you doing? And, I was, and I, it was a check in my spirit. Just, I don't want anything. You know, I just want to come, we want to say hello. It's like, oh, no, humans come here all the time, but they come here to get something. They always want something. What do you want? You want me to, you want me to pay your bills? You want me to heal your neighbor, your grandmother? What do you want? You want something. You only come here when you want something. And it was just kind of like punching. It was a grieving, grieving the spirit. Say, so I just, God got a lot of servants, a lot of pastors, a lot of prophets, a lot of teachers, a lot of Christians, a lot, a lot of things. Don't got a lot of friends. Yes. And I was like, well, I just want to say hello. It's like, really? Did I know why you came here, but, but I need to know why I came here. And I need to be judged and say, okay, I want to be a friend. I want to be known one, uh, as one who is a friend of Jesus, not who yes. comes to hear a good sermon, not who comes because he's feeding 5,000. I want to be one that, hey, where you go, I'll go. You have the words of life. There's words of truth. I, whatever you right. do, I, want to, I just want to be around you. Right. And right. that's what that's how God's heart is. And and uh, right. and he wants he's looking for friends. And it's so weird to think about the creator of the universe, like not having anyone just to say, hey, exactly. Thank you. About. What's your prayer today? My prayer is thank you. That's it. Yeah. You won't want nothing. No, I'm just saying thank you. Thank you for what? Let me count the ways. And I'll just start counting the ways for my breath. Thank you for the breath. It's amazing. Thank you for my heartbeat. Thank you for my family. Thank you for ministry. Thank you. I just start finding things in your life. And it's like, okay, that's a heart that's positioned that is ready. Hey, keep your eyes on that one. I know, like, the pastors might not keep their eye on you. Like, the people you want to invite you to their table, they don't keep their eyes on you. But he says you're the apple of his eye. That's right. You make him smile. You're his friend. We yeah. gotta embody that and know that. That's how the spirit is. And this that's the law of the spirit. That's yeah. how it works. That's what it is to have a true relationship. Like if it is a friendship or if it is a marriage partnership with yeah. intimacy, or if it is with like a spiritual um divine being. Sometimes it's like thank you and I, I love you because you give me something. Yeah. But also sometimes it's like, just thank you for being. And that is what I feel about Jesus Christ. Sometimes I'm like, thank you for your gift. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for everything you do in my life. Thank you for all of that. But also just thank you for being. And yeah. also I care about you because I also think about like, what is it like for Jesus Christ to come here as this amazing messenger, as this amazing teacher, and then be able to see the gifts that he's brought to us kind of like taken and torn and you know like mis misappropriated kind of diminished in some ways like sometimes even used to hurt other people yeah. like that's gotta hurt that's gotta feel not so good and then what like kind of putting myself in in their perspective like what would 
feel good, what would feel appropriate and everything. It's like everybody needs to be seen on their journey. I think even a great being, even master teacher, even divine presence. Um, so yes, being a friend and being, uh, and what is it to be a friend? Like if your friend is always coming by, like, can you drive me someplace or can I borrow cigarettes or can yeah. I borrow this or that? Like that is not friendship, that is exploitation. Yeah. Real, real friendship is just wanting to love someone. And also when you see someone on their journey, when you're like, I see what you are going through and I see what the difficulties that you are experiencing. Cause I feel like Christ does feel our suffering too. Yeah. And does feel, it's not just his suffering in the, the moments of agony, but the suffering of our world, yeah. the suffering of the diminishment of humans being anything less than the divine potential that resides within each one and that what does that feel like for for him and then yeah it's got to feel very very good when people just um come to be in your presence just come to hang out and just come to be with you and just come to love and appreciate the the entity being organism i don't have a word for it because it's beyond being a man yeah. you know what i mean by the person who you are personhood that Christ has a real personhood that we can be in this beautiful friendship relationship with. That's so awesome that we get to do it. It's weird to fathom. Like, am I the first one that said, I love you to God this morning? Like waking up early, like everybody's still asleep and I'm waking up early. Hey, Father, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything. You know, how are you? You know, um, this, I, I, you know, that's what, that's the things I like to daydream about now. You know, because I've daydreamed about wicked things and things that weren't healthy. So I train my mind to to to, yeah. to, to, to daydream about, you know, does God hear me? Am I the first one up this morning that says thank you? Maybe I, in, in the, it's said with, I hope I'm not, right? I hope there's, and, and I know I'm not, right? But the fact that I get to wake up and, and let that be the first thing out of my mouth and, and to start my day, it changes everything. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think I, I love this conversation that we're having here because we are focusing 95% of all of our vocal energy and, and things on devotion and positivity and prayer and all of the, like you water the plants you want in the garden, not the weeds. And, but there is like, you recognize like maybe your mind in the past might've focused on fear or wickedness or things that are out of balance or things that are the things that need to be healed. Like mm -hmm. that's part of life. And I acknowledge that in my own life and in my conversations with people and in the work that I do, but I always like to keep it as like the side dish, the periphery, not the main dish, because yeah. I really do believe that like the innate goodness of God, the innate miracle of being alive. I see and learn so much from nature like the miracle of how a blade of grass grows and it takes light from the sun and turns it into actual photosynthesis and i've gotten so much profound uplift from being able to see that and that's actually some of what i also like express through you know art and these different animations and drawings like being able to impart to other people that we live in this world that is totally miraculous by nature. Even the fact that you can drink coffee that has sugar in it, glucose goes into your blood, and then this amazing cellular respiration happens that makes it possible for us to have energy and walk through life and be alive. Like I'm amazed at all points. Good, nourish yourself. I know, I have my coffee here too. <laughs> It's so amazing to be alive. And that I think is also part of like the gratitude, the gratitude for the gift of being here and being friendship to God. Cause I think that like when you're a friend, you're also kind of like, you just give without 
counting pennies. She's like, yeah, like, of course, like raid my fridge, have whatever you want. Like, it, you know, we're friends, have what you want. I think that God is that way with us, of mm. just giving us so much good stuff all the time without counting pennies, without being like, oh, I hope you're going to give back to me oh at some goodness. point. Oh, my goodness. I was under, and you're so right. And there, there was something we spoke out about, I did, years ago. Once I, once I found the truth of it, they, we were under a Christian doctrine of, of tithing, right? But and tithing is beautiful. It's it's in the law, like you like it's in there for a reason. But people abuse it, and and that's what we've we've come. At, most of us first contact was with religious people or people who have found ways to exploit God and exploit the Bible. So we were in this thing where you know they taught tithing that you owed God, like you have to pay God ten uh, percent of all of your earnings, and and they would have testimonies about people who couldn't afford to give it, but when they did, God created a miracle because they gave. And it was all of these things, and it was a big part, you know, to keep the church moving and things like that. But some people, they got really extreme with it, some of these teachers, so that you, they made you give. Because, I guess feeling that people wouldn't give out of the abundance of their heart is how we should teach people to give, but that if you didn't give 10% of your weekly, monthly earnings, that God would take it from you because he you owe it to him. So there would be certain, uh, you know, weeks where we're like, yeah, we want to, we want to honor God. That's what I say. Honor God with your giving, honor God with tithes and offerings. And they take scriptures that says talking right. about people robbing God out of context and put it on the people saying that we're robbing God if we don't give and nobody, especially a baby Christian, you know, we don't want to rob God. Like, no way. I love him. He's my father. He deserves everything. And so we couldn't, though, like in this place of just starting out, you know, teenagers out on our own and getting paid like very little money. And so the little money was already spent. We all had a little money left and trying to tithe and then can't. And so we'd write it down how much we owed God. OK, so this week we can't pay $40 off of the 400. So okay. we'll pay it next week and we'll keep a note in our Bibles. We go to church and then do the tithe thing and, and all that. Okay, well, next week, man, we should we give? I was like, we're like we're like debating, me and my wife, like, I don't, we need to, like, you know, God will bless us and we can't, I just can't afford it, baby. I want to, oh man. And we didn't give, so we're like, oh, we can't. So we, we had eventually had debt. It was probably like $400 or something that we're like grieving about, like, man, uh, like we... Man, we owe God. And then we hear sermons that God is going to take it from you. If you can't give that money, yeah. God will something. He'll say your car will break down, your washing machine. So now it's program, subconsciously programming the babies that we are that any bad thing that happens, if our car gets a flat tire, if our washing machine breaks down, and it did, that we blamed God because he was angry that he didn't get his money like some old crazy pimp or whatever like you better bring me yeah. my money and right. and right. we man i've seen that so many people be abused by that but it's like you said though it just off of just what you said god is 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 not looking what can you possibly bring right. to god to say thank you? there's nothing you can bring to say thank you the, the very minimum is your money the very minimum is your life but to think that that god was demanding of of the money and he was going to punish you for not being able to to give right. man that was something that very early on we were under and it wasn't healthy man 
it was it was psychological it was demonic to be honest it is demonic it's still happening today transcend how did you get past that and where are you now in your relationship with money and tithing uh the context of who that was going to right so understanding the context of um, that verse is in the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and it says, "O ye priest." And these were, these, this, this. And if if there was any context, that would have been quoted to the pastors who governed the church and who governed the money, because it says that people are bringing you tithes and you're taking them and stealing them and, and hiding back and and those things. So it's a text in context is directed to the priest of the temple where the people would come and bring their tithe to the priest. And then so the prophet would say, hey, these people don't know what you're doing with that money, but God does. And you guys are in trouble and you're robbing God and you're robbing these people. Repent. So context helped me for sure. But most people would would get to a place of maybe where, where you're speaking of a little bit too. It's like, it's not just money. Like some people, even though I can't pay the money, can I pay 10% of my, my graphic art? Can I create, you know, can I help people give them discounts on what I charge for? Can I give 10% of my time or, or to show up for whatever? Let me use any and everything that I got. So that, that helped me early on. And, and, and that's why I am like, God doesn't have you know, 10% to help ministries and keep people going. Yeah, we need to, like, it's what we do. It doesn't exist. So instead, like, and the pastor should teach, like, be plain about it. Don't, like, trick the people to put a burden on them that they can't carry. They were never meant to carry. Because um, they, 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 tr- they, they listen and trust every word that they say or I say. So it's a big deal. And, um... Yeah, so that's how I, you know, it was a long process, but eventually, you know, it kind of got to like, hold on, if this is what the Bible really saying, what else is it really saying kind of thing? And that was years ago. Good, 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 good. Um, As you're talking, I'm thinking a lot like, you know, I go on social media and I scroll through and a lot of the things that are presented to me are people who are in turmoil. A lot of times people cry out where they're talking about a a tragedy that they had or they cannot pay their rent or something is going on with them. And I do feel it's important to, you know, sustain ministries and that, you know, community churches do good things as a whole. And also sometimes there are individual people that you can send mm-hmm. something to. Yeah, for sure. And it means We started doing that. That was amazing. We started yeah. taking that same money and say, you know what, let's just find a, let's find a single mom. Cause we're just paying for new carpet. Like mm-hmm. let's, mm-hmm. let's, and it was, it was like five families that we were doing ministry. Let's save our money and let's do like a month and take our money that we would tithe and let's find a homeless person and just bless their socks off. Let's take them out for the day. Let's yeah. find the widows and the orphans. And where could we see a return, like an instant return? And it, my God, because we, I didn't have that, the money to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I had to be like, hey, let's all bring our money together and we can do something big. Now, like I'm in a place where like I, the more you give, right. the more you receive. So I look for ways to to bless into, you know, even if I don't, if I give my last, like it's not my last, like, and I'm not giving to get or whatever, but that's just the law. Like, give it. This, the law says, give and it'll be given back unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, will men give sparingly into your bosom? People want to support you. 
people, you got to give them the opportunity, you know? And so if you're, a, you, we're stewards with this stuff, man. And we don't yes. put it away to store it in the bank account and those things. We put it back into God's economy. And as long as you're doing it, this energy will continue. It's a, it's a circuit. It'll continue, yeah. continue to flow and, and it'll accumulate. And now we're, there's more money, more money, more money. And, and nothing's changed. Oh, now you're like, they teach us like that, they, that, that, that there's lack. And right. there's like a scarcity and all of these yeah. fearful things in the news, in the media and, uh, and capitalism. And now we got to lie to people and trick them. And now capitalism has crept its way into our religion. And oh my goodness. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you said it. I love it. God's economy. There is such a thing as God's yep. economy, and it often is the sense of someone is needing something. They reach out or they cry out, and then other people literally come forward and help them with that. It's beautiful. Sometimes it happens within a church. Sometimes it happens informally mm -hmm. through just people sending what they need. And prayers are also a very real thing. Yep. Like when I read about people's turmoil, because there are also some problems that money doesn't fix. If it is about health or if it is about mental health, emotional, spirituality, things like that, I pray for people. And again, that doesn't take any money out of my bank account, but it requires spiritual bank account. And that is something that I'm so happy to do. And you also mentioned very beautifully, like if you're a person that does any kind of digital output, like if you make videos or if you make digital music, it's not the same as a physical record that costs money to send in the mail like I can't always do that but I can almost always send people links to the things that I have make it available to people and my true nature is just to love being that generous you know I love having things to give and being able to give to people and be like take this thing like you know pay whatever or don't worry about that yeah. just take that thing to me that would be the most heavenly paradise when like if I am sustained enough to not have to be worried and counting every penny about what I have for my basic needs that I can be like yes of course like take what you need let me send this out to you send something at me or don't send something back to me um but that that becomes just this level of relaxation beyond the capitalism that you're talking yeah. about um i lived in san diego for about a year and there's this whole thing there that i will call in air quotes the professional coaching space that can be health coaching spirituality mentorship mm -hmm. personal transformation development it's a whole industry is what i'm trying to say and i was lightly associated with it because i worked for a retreat center so i do everything and i'm just fully disclosing what what, what i do for people so i'm an independent artist independent musician independent teacher and you know i'm not owned or controlled by anyone and then i also do what i call secular work that can be helping someone with their emails or their websites or any of these things that i've built skills so that i can work in the secular world and be able to earn money so that i can also do these other things and tell people like hey like donate whatever you would like to to mm -hmm. my contributions and that that way i don't have to be like what i found in this coaching space so i was working for a retreat center and helping them with workshop development and website building and all these things and there was so much of the commodification of personal health and transformation of like well if you want to do this and get where you're going on your journey like it's going to be five thousand dollars a month or we'll and the whole psychology of kind of like reeling someone in and then closing the deal and all these things yeah really felt like astroturf to me. It did yeah. not feel genuine. It did not feel like real caring about people and really ministering to them. So of course, like I ended up kind of disentangling myself and backing away slowly and going to where I really gravitating to where I really need to go. But there's that whole level of kind of like not very genuine, heavily commodified spirituality, personal development guidance and all that stuff that's going on that just has an energy that I do not really enjoy. And then there's this totally different way that I'm enjoying so much that I, I want to put my, my vocal energy on of what we are talking about here. When you live in faith, 
Sometimes it means that you do something because you don't know what's going to happen. But being faithful is also another word for like accurate. Like I have an inner accurate vision of what our world and what Mm -hmm. your day-to-day life should be like. And I'm faithful to that vision. Like faithfully, like we should have plenty of food and be able to share it with people. And faithfully, you should do what your heart calls you to do and know that resources will come to you. And none of this means that everyone will be shambling homeless people without a place to be. It means you will be sustained in your life by God as you follow God's plan for you, which is the very clear ideal vision of you doing exactly what you love to do and exactly what this world needs. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's changing the way you look at um, things and the way and the things that you look at change, including money and the economy and, and there's yeah. more than enough and it's here to serve you and, and to serve others and, um, and, and not to hoard it because <laughs> you can't take it with you, but to put it out there to bless, to uplift and find creative ways to do it um like it's god's economy is you when you need if he we always say if he gave you the vision he'll give you the provision now you might not see it but just align with it align in in love and when it's time it there's nothing in the gates of hell shall not prevail against it there's nothing that can hold hold it back if god gave you that burden and it takes money or recording an uh, album or something like that. This is, you got to pay for it, you know, and uh, he'll find ways like, to do a, it. A microphone costs $99. You're going to have to somehow get the equipment. But then I do really find like you, you when you align with righteousness and righteousness to me is not about like judging others or condescending to others. It means like I'm doing the right thing in my life. That's why I don't want to sound negative about the personal coaching space. Perhaps it is right for them or it's the right place that they're on their journey, but wasn't right for me. When you align with the things that you're supposed to be doing, the resources also show up, but also sometimes the resources come as the end result of service. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I do my jobs joyfully and joyously. I'm like, oh yeah, I have to go into my next angelic assignment like that is i'm going to go here and help this person do this thing and i've been able to help to facilitate like a lot of other artists and musicians with their website or uploading things or designing album covers that makes me feel like yeah i'm absolutely doing something with my skills even though i'm not a a totally computerized person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm much more about the natural world but i'm like if somebody needs me to photoshop something like i can photoshop something for them it helps them they're having their voice in the world and then i'm getting paid and this is good stuff. And then I also have something to contribute to others 
different than when I first came here. And I was just like, oh, here's shoes that I can take out of someone's truck and I have shoes then what I need. But I didn't understand the, all of the subtle dynamics of personal property and walking in balance between having what you need and yeah. serving your community too. So um, it also, you're, we are all loved. You're all loved on your journey. I'm loved on my journey. God's not whatever harming me because I stole those shoes. But I, when I learned I, that it was wrong, I was like, I have to give these back. I felt very burdened by the shoes. I couldn't wear them comfortably. I'm like, I have to give these back. These are not mine. And then I have followed very strictly, like what are the things that are mine and what are the things that are not mine? Um, but at a certain point, I think that we'll be able to just give from our hearts and receive in gratitude mm -hmm. and know that we receive everything that we need for our journeys. For sure. Um there's an exchange. There's an, to, on, on some level, there's an energetic exchange, and and we want to help people. You know, we want to, um, you know. But but again, we don't know what we have. We don't know our skills. We don't know our prayer power or how what little goes a long way. You know, and and so there's a, um, you know, we're in this world but not of it. You know, and I've seen so many miracles when it comes to finances and just knowing that God is like, I got you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and not just me, but everybody, you know, those yeah. those testimonies that they share at those churches, like those are real. Like, yeah. and, and they always allow people to come and share the testimony when it comes to tithing, because they say, hey, I, you know, we didn't have it. You know, me and my husband got together. We didn't have it, but we, we wanted to honor God. And, and the, a lot of these, they'll let them share it because they know it makes people want to give. And it's kind of a backhanded. But those people sharing that story. Because people are like, oh, well, what do you say about those stories? Are they lying? No, they're not lying. That, like the money was a symbol or an object of their faith, a part of, of them that maybe didn't fully trust God. It became a symbol. And whether that was money or your child or trusting for provision or healing, it doesn't matter. It just, it took the place of money. And the moment they said, you know, this is all we got, but God, we love you so much that I'm not holding on to it because you deserve this and you deserve so much more. It's a lesson I can bring. And they put something in. It's a seed. It really is. And something yes. came back and God honors faith. It says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so if you're doing that with, like you said, your graphic art, you know, uh -huh. you should charge this amount of money. You know, it's worth this. But someone says, hey, I want to help you, but I've only got this, or I want to book a session, or I want an album cover, can you do something for this? Yeah, I got, I got you. I yes. got you. I'll never know. If that's, like, if you're being honest, for sure, like, yeah, um, it's oh, That's exactly how I run everything, actually, but I say to people, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, yeah, but you, I say to people, good. like, I have, a, especially with something that is like a mentorship or anything that yeah. is uh, a teaching or anything like that. I'm like, yes, I have official tuition, but please just show up, be a part of the class and pay whatever you can, whatever, whenever will be enough. And I've been doing, once I turned away from that professional coaching space and kind of went into that mode, that felt like when you wear your true clothes, like taking off like some very constricting girdle or something that's not really who you are and just wearing like the comfortable clothing that you are. And that's how I do it. Not in judgment of other people and their needs and how they're walking in the world but I just feel really comfortable with that and then people also kind of know me and what's beautiful is sometimes people can't afford tuition to my classes or my sharings or whatever I'm, my activities and uh, someone else will pay double they'll be like I sent you extra tuition exactly. because I'm paying for a scholarship for someone who can't pay that just happens and that is God's economy and it's beautiful yeah. yep it happens all the time and um, 
He says, he takes according to your, uh, your needs, according to his riches and glory. Yes. Um, if we understood, God's looking for stewards. Right. He's got his eye on you. You're the apple of his eye. He's watching you. What are you doing with that $5? What are you doing with it? He's watching. Do you lie? Do you hide? Do you, are you stealing? Or what are you, are you stealing? Like, what are you doing? Because cause he gives increase. He rewards. And he has angels that their only job is to bring blessings. And, and the Bible tells you that Jesus brings a reward. He comes to, and if you believe in God, you have to believe that he is a re rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so there will be no lack amongst you. Yes. If, if whatever your vision is, whatever your ability to, to, to carry or evolve something that he's given you, yeah. the resources are there when you're ready to steward them. So when you're ready, God just say, hey, they're ready. Let them, let them have it. Right. And as you're talking, I think another part of this is asking and asking nicely, like asking in a gracious way, because I'm very big on the sense, like you talked about shovels and lawnmowers in the world of commodification. Mm -hmm. You think you have to buy everything, like go to Home Depot, buy one for yourself. But there's also so much in community asking where like I needed a food dehydrator yep. and I didn't have one. And I asked in my friends on an online forum and my person that I see every day, she's like, I have an extra one. I'm not using it. And I made the kale chips and then I shared them with her. Like, you ask for the things that you want, but just in a really gracious way, like not in a grabby way. And then just see someone else might have that exact thing that you need and you bypass the whole sense of having to go shopping and buy it in the store. And I've received so many beautiful things that sustain me in my life by doing that, that you, I really do believe in the truthfulness of that. Ask for what you need. And when you run a righteous business, whatever is your thing, like I'm also, I do um, small things like microgreens, you know, like I grow things and then share them with other people. You just, you ask, you ask, like, you're like, okay, I need whatever shelves. Someone's like, I have extra shelves for you. My neighbor has extra space where I have it set up in his backyard. Like you get the things that you need because you ask for them and then God opens the door and the energy flows to you. And then out of that faithfulness, I'm like, hooray, like I have this, I can't wait to share this with others, which is also the appropriate response is like something was beautiful and magical and um, gracious towards me. And then I want to turn that right around and reflect it back. Yeah. That's like what healthy metabolism is. Yeah. Well, the scripture says you have not because you ask not. And that's a universal law. Like, I hope they didn't know. No, you got to have the boldness to ask. You got to have the yeah. faithfulness to, to know that when you ask that a faith that when you ask, he hears you. Yeah. He, he won't. There's nothing that happens that, that God doesn't see or his angels don't see and, and report back. And so if you ask, if you put it out there, and, and, and the Bible says you have not for you ask not, but some people ask amiss. You ask for, you ask for it with impure intentions. You know, it's like, I want I, what do you mean ask for it? I just asked to be a millionaire. No, your heart's wicked. Like they got some things like a, a million dollars would, would kill you. You would kill yourself with this. Indeed. You would, you, you're not, you haven't shown that you're faithful with $5. So why would I give you 5,000? Right. Right. Why would I, I can't govern you. You can't govern your body yet. How can you govern a business? How can you govern a family? Like yeah. get into alignment. I'm telling you, God, I ha I've had to learn that way. And you Definitely. would, and that's how you know that this, consciousness is alive that God sees and speaks through everything because stuff that nobody knows is how he 
responds. That's really the only way he responds. And that's why Jesus operated in silence the majority of the time. He didn't want people, he didn't come saying, my name is prophet so-and-so and I am, this is my title. Y'all know me, I live down the road. I'm a carpenter, everybody knows me, right? But, but here's what I'm bringing to the table and I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to, sh I'm not here to even tell you anything. We've been told for so long, I'm here to show you. We're talking about God's economy. I want to show you God's economy. We've yeah. had people talking about what these scriptures mean and these prophecies and all these things, but I want to show you what these prophecies mean. I want to show you what it's like when to be raptured and to be renewed and to be born again and to reincarnate or be, be resurrected because yeah. the saints are being resurrected through us yeah. if we'll allow them. Yes. Jesus is being resurrected. Like he resurrected those who came before him. When, when, when the death of his flesh happened and he gave himself up, it was opportunity for more to come in, in, in his stead. So everyone around you just by proximity gets and got blessed for you being, he didn't, he wasn't a tryhard. He wasn't trying to be anything. He just did what he was created to do. And, and pushed past anything that that w that got in the way of that. Oh no, we don't we don't hug lepers because if you hug if you touch a leper, you might get leprosy. We don't hug lepers. No, they've never. You mean to tell me this person has never had a hug, like ever? They've never had a damn break. Their father wouldn't even hug them because their skin was they had a disease and a deformity. Their mother never held them. Mm. And I say like wake up and like. God, I hope I'm, am I the first one to say hello? Or I love you this morning. Do you mean to tell me I can be the first one that hugs this leper? Right. No, we don't hug lepers because you can get sick, man. I, I'll, I'm willing to get sick. I'm willing. I'm willing because I love them so much and I want them. This is a hug. This is what it feels like. I, I love you. I, I see you, man. You don't see my leprosy. What leper? Oh, I didn't see that, man. I didn't, I didn't even see it. I saw you. I saw you and I remember you and I'm calling greatness out of you. And every leper that he touched got healed by being in proximity with his love and his light. It burnt through that. That's who we are, y'all. That is Christ in us. Christ out of us is the hope of glory to the world that the lepers are standing by who only want to hug, who only want to be seen, who only want to say, hey, I know nobody else sees you, but God told me he sees you and he's He's, you, you, your time's coming. One word, you know, we let spirit speak through us, but it's about being, being able to hear and your ability to step aside or crucify the flesh or the ego because that's part of this process is to step aside, you know, is to become, it is to die so that Christ may be live in you and be glorified. And, and, and that happens many small times. Set, the Bible talks about we're being conformed into the image of his son, uh, growing from glory to glory, from one level of glory to another, from one dimensional glory until, wow, I'm at level seven. And this is, just, I, I was just consistent. It took me 27 years, but I'm, I'm in a realm and I have new friends and new angels and I got the attention of new people and I have more influence because I was faithful with the elementary principles of loving people who don't deserve love. I don't deserve love. What do you mean? But he still showed it to me? Man, if he can love me, I can love anybody. 
and I'm going to do my best to try. And the parts of me that says, nope, you can't love them because God don't love them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate with it. I'm going to ask questions. You don't love them? No, I love everybody. Okay, well, what's in me that is scared or afraid to love or, or to be around or to be seen with? Right. You know, once you honor something or someone, man, you got, you own, it's weird. You invest in it. Like you own stock in it. You own stock in what you invest in. So that's a universal law. And, like and be careful who you let honor you. I'll say that because flattery can lead to compromise, right? Flat, like people can, there's people who can give you money and they don't deserve what they're given. So there's some money, hey, no your money perish with you. There's times the disciples in Christ said, no, you can't give me money. No, yeah. you can't pray for me. No, you can't give me wisdom. No, no, I don't want your wisdom. Right. Even, even when we understand the scriptures in uh, the book of Acts where Simon the sorcerer, who was trying to get his act together, and he was <laughs> interested in spirituality, he was interested in the things of an operation of the spirit, but he was, he was introduced to it the wrong way, and he was doing it the wrong way. But he he saw a demonstration of power like wow these guys are the real deal i've just been pretending to be a jedi these guys really are How, like what do i do teach me i'll pay you i got money these no we don't keep your money your money perish with you why because the moment there's an exchange and i take your money now i i have to allow a piece of me to go with you because you there was a trade that happened there and it said they understood his intentions and his ten his intentions were to be seen. They were able to, cause you said that we can, we, we understand energy and vibration and we yes. remember that's how your, your spirit works and operates and you get better at that. And you know, intention, you know, people better than they know themselves. They're lying to everybody else, but they can't lie to God and they can't lie to spirit. You can't lie to a demon. You can't lie to an angel. They know who you really are. You That's fool exactly people. Yes. But the disciples were like, no, it's because your heart is evil. Get that out of your heart. Right. Deal with that. Pray that that thing leaves you. Get to the bottom of it and then come back. And yeah. then and then we'll have this conversation, you know. Yeah. And so it is about honoring. There's a there's a supernatural exchange that, that happens there. Absolutely. Well said about spiritual attainment being commodified, because that's a part of our world now, as it was 2000 years ago, people that are into whatever it is, different types of, I don't even know what I would say the label of it for, mm -hmm. but looking at like things that you can buy, things that are tools, things that are augmentations and ways that you can buy them to be empowered above others. Yeah. But that is not the same as true spiritual attainment, which happens through like building your muscles like you go through these life challenges and you build your inner muscles no one can take it away from you and also it cannot be commodified or is non-transferable you can't really, i take the <laughs> muscles off of me and put them onto you yeah. like you gain that strength from everything that you've been through and been sustained and then ministering to others is speaking from that strength where you're like yes i went through this and then god brought me through it and i'm here for a purpose and i share that purpose with you it's very beyond the levels of fake of what ego can be and into I would say like whatever is healthy and genuine ego because your ego can be a genuine story of like this is the person who I truly am and these are the truly good things that I've that I've done and this is what I'm doing in the world and that you know you should keep that part of you but then these other things yeah. that are 
totally peripheral to disassociate from, and they're not the defining features of who you are. And I also really loved what you said about money and people who think that a million dollars will make them happy or whatever. I'm big on telling people this. Mostly people wish for money, but what they really want to, should be wishing for is freedom. Mm -hmm. Don't really want money, you really want freedom. People think if I have money, then I don't have to work at my nine to five job. If I have money, I can pay someone else to scrub the floor. If I have money, I can do all this stuff and I can be free to do the things I want to do. And I want everyone to jump past the money into directly into freedom. Just di jump directly into freedom because you don't actually have to go through all of the labor of how do you get the money and then how do you get this and how do you get this and how do you set up a, uh, whatever is sustaining you and then you can finally be free. I think we need to get to these levels of freedom which is where you're again directed by God. God is speaking through your heart telling you what to do every day and you're living in that faith and living in that trust and that, that does not mean that a person will be like again, cast out into the street and having nothing and having no resources. I think that that's the old fear. Yeah. Like if you don't do these things and I'll have no money and I'll be extremely poor and um, how will I sustain my family? But the sense of being able to be sustained by God and be in freedom and have Christ living through you. And I love, you said one of my favorite Bible quotes actually, look to the lilies of the field for they toil not. That is one of my favorites. It is about the just natural inner expression of who you are, the beauty and divine perfection of flowers in nature, and that you are exactly the same way. You have something that is a gift to share and to express in the world, and that by doing that, we should be recognized and sustained and not do whatever is like, I'll dig a ditch for 10 bucks or, you know, whatever. I'll go out and I'll rake your leaves for this amount of money. Um, that that's not what it's about. But the leaves still get raked and the digs, the, the ditches still get dug. But there's a lot of meaningless work. Like if we went through the pandemic, if it taught everyone anything, it should be that there's a lot of nonsense work out there. If they shut down the world and everybody doesn't have to go to work and then the world still exists, like there's a lot of meaningless nonsense work that people go to thinking like, I have to get to my job. I have to drink my coffee. I have to send out these emails. And it's like, the truth is you don't really have to do any of those mm. things and that a lot of this is make work in order to make the busyness of business to make it look like something is really going on when uh, we could live in a profoundly different way. Yeah. Keeps you tethered to this system and this idea versus the one that you truly see, the one yes. that you truly see. And they like yeah. the way the wicked works is, yeah. is, is through um, mockery and through being a, an abomination, if you will, blasphemy, is to take something and turn it. Hey, there's yeah. a good singer, sucks you in a cubicle for 12 hours. Don't right. it suck? Like th that gets, gets off on them to see the righteous right. seem like they're forsaken, to see somebody and put you in a different role, to put you in something that you, you wasn't supposed to be in. Everybody knows it. You mm -hmm. know it. It's killing you. Cause you mm -hmm. know it in internally. But that's how they that's how they operate um it's, it's 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 a mockery to see somebody who wants to give and wants to to yeah. have abundance and have more than enough but now you're learning how to like you said these these you're, you're learning the strategy of how these people trick people and get them to funnel in and those yeah. kind of things and you're learning that and and you're on you're trying they're getting you to unlearn how you think everybody should be invited or how everybody should be get a piece of this somehow. And now you're like coaching your they're, they're coaching. This world is coaching you while you're trying to coach others. You're giving up your light. 
it is very strange how it works but and that's the mockery of like oh you want to help everybody right now you ain't helping anybody because you couldn't even help yourself you let them take the very thing that made you different from you and we got to protect that light we got to protect that thing that makes us unique absolutely absolutely there is a way to be abundant and prosperous while being righteous and being faithful and yep. true these funnels and things that you, when you talk about that not judging others but they just feel like very astroturf to me and i keep on going on the sense of like if you have something to share in the world if you have a voice and something that is unique to you and you want to share god gave you these gifts share them with the world and the god's righteous economy will reward you with that and i think that the truer that you are in the way that you share the more people will gravitate because they can tell like that person is for real instead of like one of these fake plastic you know, I use the word astroturf, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Just something that is not grassroots, not natural, very like, you know, because they roll out astroturf and like all of a sudden, like you have a lawn, you don't have a lawn, like you have plastic, like these, some of these ways of kind of creating oh, yeah. whatever, whatever abundance yeah. structures that people think. Um, but you know what? Like it means the world to me when people either watch videos or listen to my music and they reflect back to me, they're like, this changed my life. This inspired me so much. This, I'm like, that is Gatorade on the marathon of life. It yeah. makes, ongoing it is so inspiring and all of this like i'm living very authentically and i'm inspiring others to also encouraging others like be authentic be your true self like yes like you can commodify the things that you make but also just like be your true self and be honest about who you are and what you're giving and then be open to receiving people will celebrate your realness as opposed to thinking that you're going to get more through these kind of yeah. the fakeness feels like um machinations like i have to do this and then i have to do this then i have to send out three newsletters that are going to draw people in then i'm going to get them to give them my credit card then i will have your credit card information and then i will charge things like yeah. all of that didn't feel like none of it works like it, well, it, it may work for others, but it doesn't work for you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know that you're having a trick. Now there, tr there are systems in place that can work for you, right? And that's totally that with like an email list and, and having triggers. Yeah. There, so much of it works, but it's like, you have to remove the deceptiveness that it comes with it. And it's, uh, it's messed up a lot of good people. Um, like I would agree. I, 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 there's this for me. Like I do, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. I don't do a lot of, of yeah. them anymore. But but I'm available for for booking if somebody like wants to to meet with me that way, or like I put together. Um, there's we have private talks with our community. It's five dollars to be be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's all of these things. But still, like how do I do it with with a clear and clean conscience because I have to that has to be before God and you know somebody some people can't even afford the five dollars and, and we need to address that kind of thing but um one thing for me is like all of this stuff that's even packaged in this whatever it is a talk with me like it's all on the internet for free like yeah. 550 podcasts or whatever the case is like that uh, there's not I'm not holding anything back Oh, that's only for the paid guys. No, no, no. You you may have to listen to seven podcasts back to back to to get all of the wisdom just because we jump all over the place. But listen, if somebody wanted to, if we put together a course and packaged it on for how to obtain, tap into God's economy and obtain financial freedom, and we can do that, but we've done it right now. We've already done it. Like in this podcast is, that's right. is how to tap into God's resources and how he upgrades and literally it's it's it so 
for me, it's like that kind of idea to say, okay, I'm not like withholding back or now nah, you got to get this is the steps or make it easier or faster. And if you can't give, that's another thing. Then, you know, if somebody needs a discount or somebody wants to pay for you, there's yeah. modes of, of exchange and stuff. But I think, you know, ha knowing your worth energetically, um, yes. people have different things to give. Some people don't have no money, and, but they, they have the best hugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, just give me a hug and you can have whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. Some of the best students in my classes have been people that are there on scholarship because their heart is so invested in wanting to learn about yeah. what I have to share that I'm so pleased to have them. It's worth a million dollars. And then they yep. are uplifted in their life. And then they might also be able to share that information with someone else. Yep. It is part of how we turn this world into a paradise world. To be somebody who's a coach, and we get into all of the aspects of it, but I, I, I teach and, and, and stuff, and I'm like, um, if somebody pays for a session, like, for, to me, majority, I want to say 97% of the time, the work is done. Yeah. Like, what they want, what they're looking for, and they've come to you for help with, like, it's already done. That they're, they want it bad enough that they're willing to give something, to, to, to put something in on it, right? If I say, hey, True Seeker's doing free talks, like, you know, come do a session or... Now, some people do it because they want to talk to their favorite rapper, you know, and that's cool too, but don't guise it with a, a session or like, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Healing session or something like that. But for me, it's like, listen, the work is done. I'm just a conduit. I'm just telling you, yes. Like, you showed up and you gave. That lets, that lets me know the majority. It's not across the board case. But okay. that, that people want it and they're willing to... Uh, to give something and it could be they, they place value on it. And yes. if you don't value yourself or your art, right. nobody's going to, nobody's going to value you. You know, nobody's going to, you know, and if you, if you do value it and make creative waves, ways for people right. to give and people to support and bless, they'll do that. Whatever you put out there, I'm, I'm in a place now and all of us are, I say me, trust me, all of us, if you create something, that is a value and put it out there, somebody will buy it. Like somebody will support, somebody will donate. But if you just put it out there for free, they'll consume it for free. Like you have not because you, you asked not. You got it. Um, so a big part of we are still straddling these two worlds. We're straddling and going into this world of pure heart centeredness and generosity and really being totally divinely guided. And coming out of this world of 
fear and insecurity and commodification. And what I learned in my life right now is some people I can be just like the door is wide open, come on in, raid my fridge, take whatever, because I know that they will reciprocate. And, and the other person will take everything and not totally. leave nothing for and anyone else. And then leave and then never and totally, you know, whatever, like make a mess of your yard on their way out. Um, so I've learned I'm selective about who I yeah. offer that level of generosity right. to. Because some people are still learning those lessons that mm -hmm. are like, you know, when you're a child and they put out a bowl of strawberries on the table, you're supposed to take like a couple of strawberries, but then you leave some for other people, but not everybody has learned the lesson of a three-year-old that is in this world of your own appetites versus the appetites of the other people around you. But I'm happy to tell you from all of this way of being, of walking just in, in my truth, the people that gravitate towards me in my work are completely on that level that I have people that have not only the, like the most beautiful hearts, the most beautiful insight and are very themselves like tuned in and have something to share in the questions and the conversations that we have in, in classes and, and in videos and things like that. But that they're also very recognizing of the need for reciprocity and generosity and they would never exploit me or other people. So I have found like it really is the truth. I'm just going to tell everybody when you move out of that commodification insecurity space and move into security, abundance, love, and yeah. givingness. You surround yourself with other people who are also like that, and then you generate and uplift and feed each other. And no offense to the people that are left on the periphery, but they have to level up in order to be a part of this beautiful mutualism that is going yeah. on. Yeah, that's that's a um, that's a hard lesson, you know, in many ways, because a lot of times when you upgrade or you ascend, you know, I like it. It really helps to think about that a rising tide raises all the ships. So as you upgrade and you level up, like those who are really linked in with you, they're getting an upgrade and they level up with you, whether it's self-worth or whatever it is, or, or hey, we don't, we don't do this anymore. I know we used to do this, but we're leaving that behind. So now we got to upgrade. And if you, you, you could upgrade with me, but if not, you're left behind. It's just, it's a hard process because sometimes you have to leave people who you think are in, in your corner uh, behind in, you know, once you want to do better for yourself and for your family and and you have more to, to give and take yourself seriously. But um, it, it's a hard lesson to learn um, and yeah. it's a process. And the weird thing is, like, there's no handbook. You know, the handbook is the Bible for me, to be honest with you. But I, don't, I never had somebody like telling me, hey, uh, this is what you do now at, at, at this level of success. This is coming. Be careful. And at this right. level you're going to be checked here. So, so what do I do since I went through those, you know, testings and, and trials and I, I learned a lot. I want to mentor. I want to try to share in ways, Hey guys, I see where you're at. Be careful. This is coming next. You know, that's here. Don't invite yes. fans to your house any fan that want, like I did that. And it was like, it wasn't good. Cause it's good while they're fans. Right. Until they're not a fan anymore of your music or your religion or your belief system. And, uh, and there's a lot of that. So there's little things that nobody told me and that we yeah. learned, but we want to share because, you know, you want, you want everybody to, to be blessed. You want everybody to get that upgrade too. 
you have that generosity and you do have to protect yourself from people who are not as mature on the journey. When you talk about being able to mentor others, it's very much like if you're on one of these long distance, 100 mile mega marathons and you're like, okay, maybe a couple of miles ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And you kind of leave a note or whatever. You're like, don't go over there, poisonous snakes. Yeah. Don't run over there, cactus thorns. Like avoid this, avoid that. Just because you are slightly ahead on the journey and you can give this excellent information about what others can also expect to do. This is exactly how spiritual attainment works. Like we have this amazing family of coherent light masters and master Jesus. They have already been ahead of us on the marathon of spiritual development and attainment. And they're already able to know, like you're gonna wanna watch out for this. And then you're gonna wanna watch out for this and this too. Or kind of like, you know, mountain climbers who are already at this ledge on the mountain and there's ropes and they're kind of helping you kind of like pull you up. Like we made it up here. We put the carabiners that are in the mountain and now the ropes have an anchor so we can kind of help pull you up and then they will go upward in their attainment because every single one of these levels like there's always something greater there's always someone greater that is helping us to rise yep. higher on the journey so we, we do both it's reciprocal other beautiful coherent light masters lift me up and then i try to take light that i've received and send it out to others in inspiration it is literally everything that i'm about and i call it my job joy like my job joy is not like, oh no, I'm waking up in the morning, I have to do my job. I'm like, hooray, wake up in the morning. I'm oh, ready yeah. for my job joy. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm ready it, to hey, separating yeah. work or ministry and family oh. life or home life, that's been mm-hmm. the hard, I, that's the, the what I'm in right now. Um, okay. Cause this is what I do. So, but this is also what keeps the lights on. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I okay. do, I, where does, I'm always, it's just who I am. And so I'm always in work mode, you know, but, but that's not even, that's not healthy when you have a family and you have to, you have to keep the lights on or you go to the job and you're telling everybody about the Anunnaki beings that are coming. Like there's a way to be able to, um, be, to, to not dim your light, but balance, you know, Mm -hmm. to balance it. And we're all learning that, um, these great ideas that you have, the, you know, what's possible. You've, you have dreams about it. You read the Bible. You remember who you were in a former life or whatever, but then the, the outside doesn't look like it. And so for for us, you know, many different words you can use for it. I like to use all the spiritual terms, but I talk about a shaman. I like that word. But a prophet is someone who's able to go in between the realms and someone who can go into the dream world or remember where you came from and have that vision, have that, that idea and be able to pull it into this world where others around you can experience this painting that you saw in a vision because you were told that it's going to heal people or it's going to inspire them the moment that they gaze at it and you saw it and you gazed at it and it healed you and it inspired you. Okay, cool. Just a cool imagination, cool thought, cool experience. No, no, no. How do I, you got to get a paintbrush. You got to, you got to get a, you got to get a canvas. You got to get things to, to draw. And now you got to stay focused and, and be able to bring that from the other world, heaven, into this reality so others can experience. You are that bridge. You're going up and down Jacob's ladder to go into the heavens because you are an angel of God and you're here to bring it back to humanity and let them encounter the beautiful art that you've been creating, the music that you've been creating, and and people are blessed because you've stuck with it and you've continued to do it and it's evolved it's gotten better the music the sound the production everything gets a upgrade and people are watching taking notes 
mentoring without it even being official mentorship. They're like, hey, if she can do it, how do they wake up? And why are they not panicking during the pandemic? I thought everyone was in fear and panic. Yeah, it didn't help me. I I thought about it. Nah, didn't think too long. And sometimes if I think about it too long, it makes me panic. So I try not to think about it. I try to think about what the Bible says. Whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is beautiful, whatsoever is of good report, think on these things. That became my motto because the scripture told me that. And that's that's not just our motto. That's our plumb line. Right. That's ground. That's ground zero. We don't drop below that. That's not lovely. I don't want to think about endless possibilities that are torture and negative and sickness and health and decay. No, no, no. Let's think of infinite possibilities that are beautiful, that are uh, we get to reunite with all of our family and our galactic family, that God is. It's a difference right. between paranoia right. or pronoia. Right. Paranoia, the universe, God, the demons, everything's out to get you. You better yeah. be careful. It's They're coming for you. The government's trying to get you. You know, there's yeah. all unmarked vehicles outside your door coming to get you. Um, Pronoia is like, hold on. If there's, if, well, if they coming to, if they are watching me outside my window, oh, they're going to hear the gospel. They need to see my light. They're going to see it. Oh, I, I'd love to see a true son of God living his life too. Hey, what, you like my light? I'm attracted to my light too. Uh, God is, is here to help me. The angels are here to help me. Even the demons. That's a big one for Christians to even say that or fathom it, but it, it has to become your reality. You have to know that the, that the demons are really your servants, but you've been serving them. And so, no, they're not your servants because now they're your masters because addiction is your master. No, addiction, get off with him in Jesus' name. I've conquered. You listen to me. I dealt with you 10 years ago. I'm dealing with you now and get off of him. I release you from his life. He's done. Your services are no longer rendered. rendered. Go. He doesn't need you anymore. I release him from your service. Go, never come back in Jesus' name. I bless you with that that prayer. Now, the demon is your servant. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We needed a home. Sorry, sorry. Right. Go to dry places. Get out of him. Are you okay? Come here. He'll never come back. Don't do the same thing that let him in. That's he did right. that. Thanks. We got to do that. This is who we are in this world, creating it as we not just think it, but as we speak and as we become that portal for God, for Christ, for everything beautiful, everything lovely. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. So beautiful. So well said. Truly, amen to that. In his blessed name, what you have just said is so incredibly profound of the sense of being able to turn demons, negative thought entities. They are houseless or on unrestful dead, and they're looking to come into those of us who are alive and see if they can hijack our lives or somehow live through us to say, no, you cannot be in my life, you don't run my life, and that it is the best service that they can do for us is to go into like a restful state of non-being, like go into entropy, go into you know um, a, a no place place, a non-being, and then we are able to actually live. Like I think that would be the most amazing worldwide rectification of what we could experience because I see, I'm a lover of humanity. I see humanity as having so much amazing potential planet as having so much amazing potential and being beset, beset by these negative thought forms that are semi-dimensional, interdimensional, trying to come in, trying to feed off of the living. And it takes 
each person to set these boundaries and say, no, you can't be in me. We can help each other to get them out of there. And we can also help our entire planet, get them out of our entire planet, change everything about the way that we do government. Maybe we not, might not even need it anymore. Change the way that we do economy. and. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Source sharing definitely changed the way that we have. I'm looking out my window because there's trees there. An interaction with trees, yep. nature, water, sunlight, the natural world rectifying all of this by being able to say these things do not belong in life they do not belong in me they do not belong in our world and they should not be here and have the authority the christ inner authority to say get out you're not supposed to be here mm-hmm. yep give up give up their legal right you don't or and, and i say that and the legal right is hey i'm not a good conduit you don't want to live in me i'm not a good home anyway like you don't want to live in me i've, I've like if you live in me you're gonna die because there's light in me and, and your darkness you're, you're you're dead so they know at least certain ones like hey yeah we can't we can't be around him so if i show up if you show up I'm, and when I say I, trust me, it's no mis- this is you guys. You have yeah. a light. Blow on it, fan it in the flame, allow it to expand, get it out of you, because now once you have authority, now you can deal with it outside of you. You got to deal with it inside of you first, and then you have authority. Only then, yeah. only then do you have authority to speak to uh, somebody else who is, is, is in need or, or to their financial situation or to the demon of poverty that's been with their whole generation. Totally, totally. You have to earn the muscles yourself, honestly. Then you can be a coach for others. And you're also correct, like I talk about this a lot, when you do your own personal healing and transcendence of trauma within your life, but also transcending ancestral trauma and almost every lineage has something that was uh uh, something terrible that happened like it could have been the trail of tears of the cherokee Mm -hmm. people or it could have been the african black diaspora with slavery or it could have been the jewish diaspora or the holodomor of eastern europe any of these things leave an imprint in the dna and although it didn't happen to you personally it reverberates and when you set those demons to rest and you heal in your own body and in your own lineage, you're healing the entire world. And I see so many beautiful people, like I'm applauding them, so many beautiful people doing this work so that they are setting those, again, unrestful spirits, still kind of like looking for some way to be alive and be relevant, like no longer needed, no longer relevant, go to peace. And then we get to do finally like the fun stuff, like for me to do my artwork, like I have to clean the dishes, I have to do the laundry, I have to do all these other chorful things. Then I finally get to do my artwork. Like we are doing a ton of ancestral clean of the laundry and yep. doing the dirty dishes and cleaning house so that then we can finally do the fun stuff as spiritual alive beings on earth which is what would be considered what do you do when you're on vacation you know like we will go on adventures we will meet the most kind and beautiful generous people in our community we will make projects we will build things we will have amazing infrastructures that we build out of joy not out of the sense of like slavery and commodification yeah that's it that's what we're doing. We're upgrading this place before we leave and uh, we're, we're changing it. We're changing ourselves 
whatever's happening for the ascension, like in, in, in any individual's life, you know, and it's, it's, it's happening for many people. So now the whole planet, if you evolved your light, the light yeah. that is in you, the light, the spark that is given to you by God, Christ is that light. That is, that is a glimmer of hope that is within each and every individual on the planet. And the Bible says in John that Christ is the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And there is that hope. And you can, sometimes it takes somebody who knows who they are. They, they, they blow upon it. They pray for you. You see them in action shining and you're like, hey, there's a light in me that can shine. You know, there's many different ways to fan that flame that's within you. But that, that is upgrade. That is ascension. And now you're burning bright, brightly, right. you're burning brighter. And now it's not just you. Maybe it's everybody in your, on your street. Maybe it's everybody in your, in your church. That's what revival is. Like there's church revivals where one, one church, like they start meeting for prayer and they start like really pressing in and things and, and they fan each other. And that thing is just like, the supernatural energy in that place is freaking heightened for yeah. years later. But people come from all over the world to visit that because they heard about and they saw, they see videos and, and they hear tales and rumors of the fire of God that shows up at these churches or whatever. And people are getting healed and people are getting saved and are getting their debts erased and all these things, right? And so that's ascension. Now that church is now lighting wildfires that are going back to people who come to visit. You are that church. We are that church. Beautiful. We are that. If we fan the flame and we speak, life goes fire. We ignite something within individuals. It's said of Jesus, the disciples were talking amongst themselves and it says, were not our hearts burning within us when he shared with us the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? It's always been a cool scripture. I can tell you what it feels like to be on the other side, to be able to share the mysteries of the kingdom and people just start weeping um, when I'm sharing. It's not me. It's it's I, I know when it's happening because I start weeping, too. Yes. And I do my best to keep a straight face, but I know it's ministering to a need. And I know Christ is speaking through me. And and you are becoming Christ. He is living in you, the return, the external return. He's coming back one day. Let's let him yeah. come back today. Let's yeah. how? Give him room. Give him space. Hey, come you can live in me. I'm a perfect, I'm a perfect conduit for you to live in. I, I prepared a place for you. You can have this much. You can have my heart. You can have my mind. You can have the deep chambers. You can have my pain. I know I'm healed and there's all kind of yeah, don't don't worry about that, God. You can have the you can have it all. You can have it all. And then you are being conformed into the image, experiencing this in, in real time. Aurora, for those people who, they feel something in them, right? They feel something in them, but maybe they got things that's holding them back. Because God is calling them higher, but the, the enemy is like, nah, but, but this, but that, but uh -huh. this, but your mom, but you come from poverty, but you don't have no money, but you're not a great speaker, you know, you know but this, like... What, what would you say? Was there, is there a prayer? Is there an activation? What, what would you say if we was to end out uh, these final moments in, in the podcast to those individuals? You know, the ones who are the adversaries that you talk about that can be either considered like 
a framework of thoughts of inadequacy or even outright accusers mm. or even diseases of the flesh that hold people back. God is supreme. God is a very, very real presence. And Christ is also so supreme in Christ's magnificence and power and presence in our life. I have experienced what it is to be saved or rectified from death so that you do not have to be afraid. If you continue to align with Christ in that way, it is proven to you the truthfulness of these things. There's nothing that can kill you. There's nothing that can hold you back. There's nothing that can stop you. I'm not telling you to run in front of a Mack truck, but I'm telling you, follow God's plan in your life and do not be um, intimidated. That's really the only thing that these other thoughts or entities or fears can do. They just act through bullying and intimidation. You stay completely in the truthfulness of God's light in your life and you bring, you are brought forth out of it. And our whole entire world is going to be brought forth out of this darkness, destruction, like we are in that moment of renewal. And I love what you said about Christ inhabiting us. That is absolutely my goal. And I declare it here publicly, personal invitation for the light of Christ, true Lord Christ, to live in me and through me. That would be the greatest honor of my life to be able to do that. So good, so good, so good. Oh man, what you and and that prayer, that knowing, that intention is embodied in your art, and in your words, and in your music. Um, let people know where they can go to check it out. Cause I've, I I I bought your album. I love it. It's great. It's it's so cool. We need to do something together. Like I I love it so much. It's good stuff. So please collaborate. I would love that because yeah. you can. Not that much on the lyrics, but a lot on the instrumentation. I would adore to collaborate. And I also thank you so much for supporting me in my work and my artistry. Because when musicians support each other, like that means so much. Like when you are listening to my stuff and uh, it, it lifts me up a lot to um, have that feedback from you as a musician. Truly thank you. So, and thank you for the opportunity. I will be able to tell people you can just go to flyingrainbowlasagna.com. This is that shape that is flying rainbow lasagna, and it's spelled L A S A G N E at the end, not an A, dot uh, com. And there you can find I have all of my music together on my music page, the most recent stuff that is Believers and my other um, albums too. All of my music is positive, uplifting, and you'll you'll be able to see the the journey that I've been on. But most recently, the most recent offering that I have is very much unabashedly about my faith and celebration of Jesus. And a lot of my titles are about like, still to come is straight out of, a, I, I plagiarized the Bible a lot. That is he who is still to come. There's another one called at the revelation that is at the revelation of his face. There's another one that is um, a seed sprouts and grows in the Bible. It says a seed sprouts and grows for believers. All of these songs are for believers, and I hope that they lift you up in your faith, and I hope that they help you to know like you're not only you're not alone on your journey, you are surrounded by an enormous amount of divine presence, divine cheerleaders, divine support network, helping you to be able to get up this mountain of spiritual attainment. And it is my, my love to be able to share this with you. Thank you so much. For sure, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all go check that out. Go to her, her website, download the album, get it it's really good the artwork is amazing it's all original stuff it's so good i i, I love what you got going on 
And um, I have it right here. Let me show it to you. There, wow. The front. So cool. And this is all about prayer. Wow. Thank, thank you for letting yeah, me show you. That's that. a, that's amazing. Like my goodness, my goodness. We got to do this again because we can keep going and, and talk about so 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 much stuff. Um, the titles on your on your album, even just like you said, just how they they're 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 a seed and they're they're a piece of something that follows up. But there's so many cool titles and and uh, and the music's so good, the artwork so cool. And um, thank you for being you. Thank you for coming on and, and you know wanting to hang out and wanting to have this conversation with me. And I'm, I'm glad we did and we need Absolutely. to do it again. So don't be a stranger. We'll, we'll make it happen. Thank you. I would love to return. I got so much spiritual uplift out of this conversation. And let me also acknowledge and recognize, thank you for your work. Thank you for those that you minister to. Thank you for bringing more of Christ's light into this world and for your own journey and for your own embodiment and for all that you share here with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Aurora. You rock. Thank you so much. Ladies thank and gentlemen, you. thanks for hanging out. We'll do it again. Shalom, everybody. God bless. episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker